everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, here with just Walker Kelly. It's Mike's birthday, so we gave her the worst gift we could think of, giving her more time with her dear husband. <laughs> Mike's wife's birthday, to be clear. Oh, I thought I said Mike's wife's birthday. Did I you say forgot, it's just her? Did I forgot, forgot to mention wife. Mike? Oh, you forgot to you forgot wife. You said Mike's birthday. Mike's wife's birthday. Happy birthday to Mike's wife. Uh, she is also known by her name, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Walker, how you doing today? Podcast uh, off to a great start. Yeah, we're killing it. Uh, yeah. As always, you know, it's uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm doing all right. It's uh, girlfriend's coming up tomorrow for the whole Christmas deal, so should be good. Let's go. Uh, you'll never guess, but my wife is sick again. That's crazy. Um, so uh, we're dealing with that. Uh, Going to go down to the in-laws this weekend for some Christmas. Uh, definitely looking forward to driving three hours. Just kidding. Love you guys. All right. Let's get into <laughs> football, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. So uh, first and foremost, um, it's uh, week 16. Um, I've petitioned uh, Big Dynasty Drix to uh, let me go on and not Walker. So I'm playing um, this week, not Walker. Correct. Uh, that, well, I, I'm the commissioner, as you might expect by the league it's, name. It's called a coup d'etat, Walker. Well, I reject this premise. Me, Kev, Jumiko, we're we're coming for your ass. I don't think uh, I don't I don't think Kev's going to be getting involved with any of that. Fine. All right. So let's instead let's talk about the only football. the only person I could see is Brian because then he'd have an easier matchup. Oh, roasted. <laughs> Fine. I see how it is. All right. Uh, so uh, speaking of easier re- matchup, uh, Ram Saints. Um, yeah. The Saints Ram. came. Rams win 30 to 22. Saints came, quote unquote, roaring back in the fourth quarter and got lost by eight points. When they scored that touchdown to make it 30 to 22, I was like, uh? yeah. And then nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. And then nothing happened. So um, my contention of terrible vibes. Uh, around the Saints. It kind of felt like that because uh, this Derek Carr fella, you asked if uh, he was healthy enough to be good. Turns out, uh, no. Uh, but yes, for fantasy. Yes, for fantasy. 319-3-1, but he looked like doo-doo most of the time, unless he was throwing a touchdown to, like, Jawan Johnson. Yeah, he threw, like, all three of his touchdown passes were nice, and then I don't know if he threw a good ball the rest of the game. Yeah. It was it was really weird because yeah his three touchdown passes you're like all right all right Derek Carr and then every other pass it was just uh, not great. Um, I saw a tweet it was uh, Derek Carr under pressure and it was a little fluffy dog that walked into a pool and then jumped got pulled out of the pool and then walked right back into the pool because it wasn't paying attention <laughs> and that felt like Derek Carr that feels like Derek Carr every week so um, bad week for Alvin Kamara. Um, everybody's rejoicing that they played against Alvin Kamara. Um, there was a drive where there, I think he got three catches on one drive. So, yeah. uh, um, you know, in, in PPR leagues, he, you know, he had nine fancy points, which is, uh, bad, bad. It's not great. It's his, uh, let's see his, uh, lowest of the season, uh, by two points. But the last time he had 11, it was, uh, he was running back 19. So that, I think that was a bipocalypse week. Um, but it's uh, not what you've expected from Kamara. But um, Rashid Shahid. Um, yeah. 
How are we feeling about Rashid Shaheed going forward? Five for 70 and a touchdown. He was involved all throughout the game. Nine targets. Um, coming up next week against Tampa Bay in the fantasy finals. Will you go back to Rashid Shaheed? Will you go with him? Uh, yeah, Rashid Shaheed and I are going steady. Uh, Woo! But, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you can play him. I mean, it, he's he's always a threat to score a deep touchdown. Um, they didn't only target him on deep routes. He also got some of the shorter stuff as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, five for 70 and a touchdown, I think he had. So, good. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's a good game. I, I think he's pretty clearly the number two target in the offense right now with Michael Thomas out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that in the matchup against Tampa, not a very good secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Shahid will continue. I mean, he'll get at least five targets. And with his ability, I mean, I, I think he's a, you know, he's in that classic like boom bust wide receiver three category. Yeah. But I mean, right now, I think I'd probably trust him over like Gabe Davis. Against, That's exactly who I was thinking of was Gabe Davis. Yeah. And they're playing the Patriots next week, I believe. So, yeah, like I, I would I would trust Shahid over Davis. I mean. Yeah, I think you're going to you're going to see with a, uh, the Saints game next week is going to be a lot like the Rams this week because the Buccaneers are going to be a team that's going to try to out you out shoot you. Um, yeah, just like, so I think the Rams will have to throw to keep up. So even we saw Derek Carr, t- like not a good game, like his final line. Great, great, great game. Three hundred and three. But uh, everything along the way uh, looked really bad. Um, he looked like doo doo out there. Um, John Johnson, four for 48 and a touchdown, seven targets. Uh, but that was really because Taysom Hill wasn't involved at all. And I think his hand injury must still be bothering him because he didn't have a single target. Um, and it was a game where they were throwing a bunch. And like we said, Derek Carr wasn't super effective. So it was kind of the game where you would see Taysom Hill. So I yeah. think his, he, I think his injuries have caught up with him. Yeah, I agree. He, it seems pretty clear that he's still banged up because he just isn't on the field very much. Yeah. Um, so that was something I was waiting for the, the, the snap reports today to confirm that. So let me, let me look that up really quick. Um, while I'm doing that, um, we're going back to Alvin Kamara next week, correct? Uh, yeah, I think you have to. Yeah. Chris Olave had a huge game. He will have a huge game again next week. Uh, let's see. Taysom Hill, uh, only played 10 snaps on offense. So yeah, I mean, that's just, yeah, it's not normal. Yeah, because you look, so you look, his injuries definitely still have to be bothering him because, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five games. Um, I'm not counting this game where he played 58% of snaps. That was just a weird game in the Jacksonville game. But after that, uh, he played uh, 44, 46, 30, 35, 42% of snaps in the last two weeks, 19 and 17. He's still banged up. So I don't know how you can trust him next week. Yeah, I, I'm not sure either. I, I think if you're going to start a Saints tight end, it's got to be Juwan at this point. Yeah, Juwan Johnson, like I mentioned, four for four, eight, eight, four for 48 and a touchdown, seven targets. I don't know if I would tar- or start him just because his targets are all over the place. Like, he doesn't get consistent volume. But right. like, but when they do pass him the ball, he does produce. So if you're in a blob, like if it's between him or like Gerald Everett next week or yeah, you know, you one of those guys, you probably should go with Johnson. Um, yeah, I would say he's like upper blob with Taysom not feeling correct. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Rams. huh? So uh, my question was, are the Rams good or have they just been berserker because of matchup? Uh, the Rams are really good. 
Uh, I think really good is an overstatement. I think that they're okay. So hold on, let me see. Um, I would put the um, uh, let me. They would. They're obviously below, like the Niners, Rams, Eagles. I. They're below right? the the Rams are below the Rams. Good call. Yes, correct. I meant to say the Lions, Niners, yeah, Eagles. I, mean, I, I would. I would, I would probably put them on par, like just below the Cowboys right now, the way that both teams are playing. I mean, I, I think the Rams are clearly the fifth best team in the NFC. I, I think they're they're below the four teams that actually have good records, but they're definitely better than like the rest of the teams, I think. I mean, when you look at it, the only other teams that are seven and seven are the Seahawks and Buccaneers, and they beat the Seahawks twice, and they're definitely better than the Bucs. So yeah, I mean, I, they're they're comfortably the fifth best team in the NFC, but I have you know I have trouble putting them any higher than that. I mean, they're they're still eight and seven, and their point differential is not that great. So I mean, I I think that they're above average to good, but yeah, I this is not a real contender. I mean, people need to pump the brakes on that. Oh yeah, they're not a contender, but they could be very. They're peaking at the right time to ruin somebody's playoff run that they shouldn't be able to ruin. Yeah, I mean, everybody's saying that it's going to be the Lions because of the Stafford, uh, the, the Stafford narrative. Yeah. But the Lions are a lot better team than the Rams are. Yeah, they are. I, 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 I was just saying, like, I think they're a better team than, you know, people like to solidify their opinions of teams too early in the season, and they've gotten better as the season has got along. So, yeah. Um, but you said they're the fifth best team in the NFC. Only five teams in the NFC have a a record above 500. Walker. Yes, that's, and it was four crazy. going into last night's game. Yeah. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine of them in the AFC. Mm. So, including three teams in the AFC South. Yeah. Weird. That is weird because they have been a joke for a long time. Um, so uh, the Rams, um, only four guys caught passes. Um, one of them I think is worth talking about because two of the guys are – you're starting them every week, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Um, people are acting like they suddenly discovered Puka Nakua is good because he had a big game last night. Nine for 164 and a touchdown. But Demarcus Robinson, touchdowns in four straight games, at least five targets in each of those four games. Uh, Giants next week. Would you rather start Robinson or Rashid Shahid? Mm. Hmm. Probably Shahid, but barely. Yeah, I think I think uh, Shahid has a better chance at the floor, like getting like four for forty. But Demarcus Robinson has a better chance of scoring a touchdown. Because yeah, they're, going, I mean, they're going to him. It's a very narrowly targeted uh, pass game right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, they're they throw to Cup, Nakua, Robinson, and then Higby some, and they yeah they didn't even throw to Kyron once. Nope. Yesterday, which was interesting, but obviously he gets so many carries it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, I mean, I Robinson's an interesting play but i i don't know i i would still rather look for a better option that's fair he's just been coming on he's just been a staple of my sleeper articles but i you know you can't trust it that's that's the thing is if somebody's scoring touchdowns consistent like that's why he has value i don't know if you can really rely on that with your fantasy season on the line right i mean i i feel like 
I'd rather have the second receiver for New Orleans than the third receiver for L.A. It's close, but it's not. I, I, I still wouldn't go with Robinson. That's fair. That's entirely fair. So is there anything else we're talking about on this team? Matthew Stafford, 328 and 2. Um, I kind of feel like he's in that back-end quarterback one territory. Yeah, he's um, dealing right now. Yeah, he's he's cruising next week against the Giants. He should be okay. But, I mean, the Rams have been good. They continue to be good. That's not really uh, much worth worrying about. No, I mean, they're they're playing well right now. It's The offense looks quite good. Um, you know, Puka had a great game, obviously. Robinson played well. Williams played well. Uh, Cup actually had a pretty bad game, considering you know, who he is, he, he quote unquote dropped two pretty tough touchdown catches, but those are ones we've seen him make in the past mm-hmm. when he dropped when, when that one where Stafford put it like right in his fingertips in the back corner of the end zone. And he didn't quite corral it. That one I turned that's to my a, dad I'm yeah, sorry, it, go for it. is a hard catch, but it, I turned to my dad and I was like, that's where you can tell that he's lost like half a step. Yeah. He's just not say, quite yeah. the same guy anymore. It's tough to call it a drop, but it's also like, hey, wait a second. That's a play Cooper Cup makes a year yeah. and a half ago. Yeah, like that's if that's um, you know, if that's AT Perry, you're like, whatever. Doesn't yeah, matter. Who cares? It, yeah, who you cares? You don't expect him to make that catch because it's cup, you're like, really? He didn't yeah, catch that? Yeah, you're like, hold on, wait a second. That's that's not right. So it does kind of have you looking a little askance. And I think, you, you know, should. he's been banged up all year and he's gotten better lately. Like you can tell he's better in terms of healing, but he's still Cooper, not all the way there. Cooper Cup said, hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. <laughs> all right, Walker. Anything else to talk about with this game? No. Let's talk about uh, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Uh, NFL's taking over the whole damn weekend. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, Monday. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bengals, Steelers, Bengals, eight and six, Steelers, seven and seven. Cincy, two point favorites, 36 and a half point over under. Uh, for the Bengals, only one name on the final injury report for them. Um, I think this might be important, though. Uh, Jamar Chase. Is that is that a problem? That, uh, might not, that might not be great. Yeah, it's not great for the. Um, it's okay though. They have a uh, Yusovich, Yosevich. For the Stillers, Kenny Pickett is out. Uh, as are Minka Fitzpatrick and Trenton Thompson. Uh, Elijah Riley is questionable, and uh, Mason Rudolph will be making the start. Um, my question is: uh, Will Jake Browning's insanity run continue, or will J.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith turn him into a fine mist? So here's my take. Uh, I don't think Browning's insanity run continues in this game, but I also still think the Bengals are going to win. That's because fair. Because I, I do think that even at like their baseline levels, Jake Browning's probably a little bit better than Mason Rudolph. And the Steelers' defense is just really hurt right now, especially on the back end. So... Even with Chase out, I don't see them having much of an answer for Tyler Boyd and especially T. Higgins, who looked like a beast after Chase went out last week. So I think this is Higgins' opportunity to prove he's worth a big free agent contract. I don't think he's going to pass that up. So I I think Browning probably looks pretty pedestrian, but he might put up a decent stat line, like a couple touchdowns in like 240. So, I, I mean, in a two-quarterback league, great option. In a one-quarterback league, Probably not. 
So you said you you think that he's better than Mason Rudolph, but I kind of feel like based on what like if if what we've seen from Jake Browning is real, he might be the best quarterback on the Steelers. Yeah, I mean that's that's certainly possible. He's played better since he came since he came in for Burrow. He's played better than than any quarterback the Steelers have had on their roster this season. Um I just don't know how real that is, you know. It's it doesn't seem like this is super repeatable. I mean, he's he's small, he doesn't have a great arm, he's not that athletic. He's not really making great decisions. I mean, he you saw a couple of the plays Higgins made last week. Browning was just like rolling out and kind of chucked the ball in his direction and just hoped. I mean, he he's he's benefiting a lot from a pretty stacked offense around him. Without Chase for a whole game, I think he looks worse. But again, I, I think the Steelers are more injured and also a worse football team. So therefore, I think the Bengals will still probably win. Yeah, I mean, the more I think about like Jake Browning, I'm like, yes, he could be on an insanity run, but he's also he's put more on tape than any of the the Steelers guys have this year. But at the same time, one of the Steelers guys is Mitch Trubisky, who had what? Didn't he have a like a five touchdown game a long time ago. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, so th- this sort of stuff can happen for a player that turns out to not be very good. Um, so maybe that's what's going on with Trub or with, uh, not Trubisky with, uh, with Browning. So, um, elsewhere on the Bengals. So like we mentioned, no, uh, Jamar chase, uh, are we going to start? Uh, obviously you should be starting T Higgins, but what about Tyler Boyd? Does he gain any, interest from you i think he's kind of a like a fringe um like fringe wide receiver three i don't love him i think i'd rather play deontay johnson in this game okay um but definitely would rather play boyd over george pickens i know pickens has been getting the targets but i think it's been two months since he had a double digit point game yeah he um he just the, he's checked out, man. Yeah, it seems like he's kind of in the doghouse right now too. So yeah. I, I'm not interested there. But I, I would, if I had to pick between Johnson and Boyd, I would pick Johnson. But I think they're pretty much in the same boat here. That's fair. That's entirely fair. Yeah, I feel like if you're in your fan, fantasy semis, you probably have a better option than Tyler Boyd. But yeah, you, I mean, like got, I'd rather play Noah Brown than either of those guys. Yeah, if you got boned by injuries, then you might have no choice. So yeah. Um, Mixon, yes, I would say so. Um, just yeah. pure pure volume play. Um, well, this yeah, I was gonna probably. I was just about to ask: Does Chase Brown's usage give you enough pause to say otherwise? So, sounds like potentially. Just a little. I mean, I I still think in most scenarios you're starting Mixon, but I mean, there's a reasonable world where you've got like, you know, where you already played Kyron Williams and you've got James Cook and, uh, you know, Bijan. Yeah. Would you start like Devin Singletary over him? No. Okay. I was just thinking more guaranteed volume, but it's a worse matchup. But yeah, here's another world. It's very easy for somebody to have Kieran Williams, Kyron Williams. I figured out where I got Kieran from. Uh, it's from around the NFL podcast. Mark Sessler says it. Uh, well, um, stop doing that, Mark Sessler. Yeah, it's a very you work for the National Football League. Figure it out. Um, it's it a very ass. easy universe to have um, to have Joe Mixon and, like you said, um, Kyron Williams, but also uh, Rashad White. 
who's an easier play than, right. than him. Um, or trying to look here. Try, um, uh, De- would Devon Achan? Would you go Devon Achan or Joe Mixon? Mixon. Mixon. Uh, Mixon or uh, we got news. Ramondre Stevenson is out. So or Zeke against the Broncos, which it's a good matchup. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, I think I'd go Zeke. Okay. So uh, was he like 16 for you? Mixon. Yeah. 24. 24. Okay. So check out Walker's ranks, footballabsurdity.com. You can see uh, where Mixon st- uh, ranks up. Yeah. I, I would say he's in a tier from 19 James Connor down to 28 David Montgomery. Okay. Okay. So that's quite the group to be a part of, especially because that goes from uh, RB2 to barely a flex. So, um, interesting large range so ideally you probably don't want to be in that range um no i those, I don't, those don't seem to be difference makers th- those are probably guys that are going to get you like 13 points mm-hmm. which it's fine i mean if you've got to play these guys in your rb2 slots fine but i like i yeah i'd rather play you know isaiah pacheco or uh like i said Bijan. you know yeah, Jerome Ford looking at this group being like, "Damn, you got you guys get 13 fantasy points. How do you do that?" That's crazy. 11 that, points is my jam. Yeah. All right, Mike's question: uh, Najee Harris, top 20 running back. No. Um, I my first gut instinct was gonna be like, yeah, he could do it, but then I look what he's done. He's been top 20 once in the last four weeks or five weeks. Once in the last five weeks, uh, he's splitting too much with Jalen Warren. The offense stinks. No. Yeah, with Mason Rudolph at quarterback, I think they're just going to load the box. So I, I don't think he'll be efficient. So even if he scores a touchdown, he probably won't be top 20 because I think he probably doesn't run for 50 yards. It's going to be like somehow getting a touchdown and fin- finishing with single-digit fantasy points. Yeah, like uh, 13 carries for 28 yards and a touchdown and one catch for no yards. Yeah, it's just like, oh, boy. Thanks. Thanks, Najee. Yeah, great um, job, dog. Yeah, I think Najee Harris will have people forgetting about Alvin Kamara's game because they'll be like, hell, at least Alvin Kamara got you nine fantasy points. Um, Pat Frymuth, I don't think you can start him. He has fewer than 30 yards in each of his last three games. Like, he's getting some targets, but they're just, they're not quality targets. Like, his last two games, he has 16 yards and 18 yards on three catches apiece. Like, he's like, yeah, he's like a middling tight end, too, I think. So not somebody you want to start. Um, I think that's uh, it. I mean, I'm starting Isaiah Likely over him oh, in the league. Uh, so. Absolutely, and that's a bad matchup. But Isaiah Likely is just a better player with more um, target potential. Yeah, definitely. Right. So uh, we're both picking the Bengals in this game. Um, so let's talk uh, the Saturday night game, which I think people are hoping. Like At first they're like, oh, this is going to be our marquee game. Now they're like, maybe people will be traveling and forget this game exists. bills at chargers bills 12 point favorites 43 and a half point over under uh bills are eight and six chargers five and nine injuries in this one for the chargers keenan allen joey bosa both out uh dean leonard and tanner muse both doubtful and nick vanette asong bassi nicholas williams are all questionable for the chargers we've got micah hyde justin shorter both out and Kyer Elam, AJ Epinesa, Ty Johnson, and Daquan Jones, all questionable. So, Walker, you're asking the question that I think is on a lot of people's minds. 
Are we starting Gabe Davis? Right. I mean, this is a outstanding matchup, but Gabe Davis has been irrelevant for a month. So you have, you know, and also Gabe Davis is weird where he doesn't really adhere to matchups all that well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are going to play him, this is your last opportunity to do so. So I guess you can fire him up if you want to. But, I mean, again, he's right in that, like, boom-bust wide receiver three territory. Like, I honestly, with Marquise Brown out, I think I'd rather start Michael Wilson against Chicago than Gabe I Davis. Think so. I think so. I think there's a lot. Get, okay. Given what is on the line, mm-hmm. there is probably, I don't think he would be in my top 50 this week. I don't think, I don't see how you can start him unless you're like a 66 to 33 underdog. Like you played against, like you played against Puka Nakua and you need him to boom or else you're going to lose anyways. Right. I cannot be like, all right, boys, starting my, let, let's get this fantasy lineup together. Starting off the guy that has zero catches in three of his last four games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I have him at 41, but that's it, it's mostly due to matchup and the fact that he's done things in the past. But yeah, yeah, I mean, he's he again. This is a game where it's definitely realistic to think that the Bills will just jump out to a lead quick enough that they'll just sit on the ball the whole game and not really do anything. Yeah, um, that that's the biggest fear that you have. But I mean. I think because of the lack of viable quarterbacks right now, um, the receiver depth is not really all that great right now. Like uh, here, I'll, I'll ask you some questions about the guys who I have below uh, Gabe Davis in the rankings, and I'll see what you think about some of these guys. Okay. Uh, Gabe Davis or Odell Beckham? I think I would rather start Odell Beckham because you can throw on the Niners. Gabe Davis or Jamison Williams? Um, James, who are the Lions playing? The Lions are playing Vikings. the Vikings. That's a decent defense, but I also like how dynamic that J- Jamison Williams has been lately. So I think he has a better shot at touchdown. So I would rather start Jamison Williams. All right, here's one that you're gonna hate: Gabe Davis or Elijah Moore. I don't know if I hate that Walker, because here's the thing: uh, Elijah Moore is getting targets. Uh, yeah, the Texans problem is he's not with, doing anything. Yeah, I mean, that's like you're asking me, like, hey, do you want this gruel or do you want nothing at all? But this <laughs> nothing, this mu- nothing at all could potentially transform into like a delicious bowl of fruit. Yes. And it's like, uh, I don't. Either have you can either have a guaranteed sustenance of a seven point game, or you can take the risk of getting zero, but maybe get double digits. Yeah, I'd probably start Gabe Davis over Elijah Moore. Okay, two more. Gabe Davis or Dontavian Wicks? Uh, give me Wicks. Okay, against Carolina. Wicks, Wicks has been... Oh, Carolina. I'd probably go Gabe Davis because Carolina... Okay. Like, I'm going to... I'm gonna that, that Carolina matchup, it's... You can just run the ball down their throats. And to be fair, I think Ijiro Evero has done a good job as Panthers DC this year. I think so too. I mean, they took a team that they're, they're not, they do have some talent, but it's overall not a great team on defense. And he gave them an identity. It's granted. It's, you can run the ball down our throat, but it's also, you can't throw on us. Right. They're not going to get beat down the field. 
Yeah, and given how cheap run-stopping tackles and uh, off-ball linebackers are, that's something that he can fix next year. You know, uh, he won't be there next year, would be my guess. But <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's that's somebody can fix that next year. Uh, uh, and then the last one, Gabe Davis or Darius Slayton against the Eagles. I would go Slayton. He had like eight targets last week, I think. He did, and he did have throw, eight targets last yeah, week. Yeah, you can throw on the Eagles. So, yeah, I would go Gabe Davis behind most of those guys. Fair enough. Uh, I, it's just he has zero catches in three of the last four games. If he goes off on my bench, fine. I, yeah, it, at this it, point, it, at this point, it's very understandable to not play him. And I don't know if I even have him in any leagues anymore. But if I did, I wouldn't be playing him either. Yeah, my take, my thoughts on him this week were basically like, there is no way you can start him and also no way you can drop him. Because how your your opponent could pick him up and he could get 200 yards and two touchdowns. Right, but, you can't take the risk that you get beat by Gabe Davis. Exactly, exactly. So you yeah. just stash him on the bench and wait. Yeah, so um, while we're talking about the Bills' offense and the passing game, um, I do think that this is going to be a return to form for Stefan Diggs. Obviously, you're still starting Diggs, but um, he has been – people are like, what's been going on with Stefan Diggs? He hasn't been getting any targets. He played four of the five top 10 um, passing defenses for fantasy points allowed to opposing tight ends or wide receivers. He has had terrible matchups in the middle. He had Philly where he went six for 74 and a touchdown. Right. So I, I have him wide receiver three this week. I, yeah, I completely agree. I think that this is going to be a lot of Stefan Diggs managers are going to exhale. Um, James Cook, you're starting Josh Allen. You're starting. Uh, I don't think you can start any tight end now that they're both in the rotation. No, I, I agree. Yeah, I would just like to say I was just top 200 in uh, retweeting Ladies and Gentlemen the weekend, so I would just like to say I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> All right. Um, I was scrolling down looking at games. Uh, my question is, uh, does Brandon's... Nope, wrong. Yeah, right game. Does Brandon Staley's firing change anything? Um, I don't think it does. Not really. Uh, Mostly because the team is going to have no Justin Herbert, no Keenan Allen. So it's going to be freaking Easton Stick throwing the ball to Josh, Josh Palmer and Quentin Johnston. I think this is going to be um, – would you bench, bench Austin Eckler? Would you rather start James Cook or Austin Eckler, we'll say? Oh, Cook for sure. Cook easily, yeah. I – I probably wouldn't bench Austin Eckler because who else is going to get touches? I mean, with Allen out, they and I know they split touches last week, but obviously that didn't work. And I don't feel like the interim coach is going to come in and be like, Austin Eckler, yeah, we're just going to freeze him out of the offense for sure. That That's not going to go over well. So I think Eckler will get double-digit touches in this game. And... I just don't know if you can bench that guy. I mean, I'm playing him in our Dynasty Championship. Yeah. So. I, I don't know. That's I I don't think you can take a get away from Austin Ackler. Um, right. And I mean, I have like pretty decent running backs. But like if I were to bench Austin Ackler, I would have to play like Antonio Gibson. Ugh. Right. And I know Brian Robinson's out, but like. You never know what Antonio Gibson's usage is going to be. Or I'd have to play uh, Najee. Or I'd have to play 
some shitty wide receiver. Like, uh, well, not shitty, but like a receiver that's not getting many targets, like Josh Downs or something. So hmm. I, you know, I, I pretty much have to start Eckler. Yeah, backed into it. Um, by the way, we haven't mentioned uh, uh, Giff Smith. What a name. Yes, Giff. Giff. I can't call him Giff Smith. I it's it's Giff Smith with Gif, two S's. Giff two, two F's. Giff Sniff. Uh, give Sniff. No, do not give Sniff. All right. Um, <laughs> not without consent. Not without consent. All right. Uh, we both have the Bills cruising in that one. Yep. Uh, Colts Falcons. Colts eight and six. Falcons six and eight. Uh, Colts. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. He's fine. He's out of the concussion protocol. He didn't have the uh, red uh, no contact jersey on. Um, Jonathan Taylor off the injury report. Jack Anderson, Saguna Lobi, uh, Braden Smith will not play, and Zach Moss is listed as questionable. Um, my guess is he'll probably be inactive given that they have Jonathan Taylor back, and yeah. they could go. And they showed last week that Trey Sermon can do a pretty good uh, Zach Moss impression. Uh, for the Falcons, uh, Keith Smith is doubtful. Uh, Brad, Bud Dupree. Whoa. Bud Dupree. Try that a third time. Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree. Uh, Bud Dupree. Hey, this is Scott He do be peeing. He do be peeing. Uh, Caleb McGarry and David Onyemata are questionable. Uh, Mike's question is, uh, Jonathan Taylor, top 15 against the Falcons. Um, It's a pretty good defense, but... I mean, I, I think a fresh Jonathan Taylor in a game where the Colts need to win... I think they're going to trust him more than Gardner Minshew, as they should. And I think he's going to get pretty much all the touches out of the backfield because they don't have much of another choice. So I would play him, definitely. And I think he's going to be top 15. Yeah, I would too. Would you Would you start him or uh, uh, John Robinson? Taylor. I think I would as well. Um, I don't think there's a lot of guys you would start over him. I have um, him ranked ninth. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Rashad White, where is he ranked? Seventh. Okay. I'm just trying to think of guys that you might have both of. Uh, Ty Chandler. I have Ty Chandler at 30. Okay. So, Madison coming back does, uh, that was going to be one of my questions about, um, that running back room, but you kind of answered it there. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is a team that, um, was top three and running back scores against, but Chuba Hubbard uh, beat him up last week. Rashad white the week before, um, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're doing what bad teams do is they start to fall apart at the end, not because of injury, but because they check out because they're sick of their coaches. Bullshit. Pretty much. Uh, uh, Michael Pittman's must start anybody else. I know you mentioned uh, Gardner Minshew. Um, anybody else that you want to start though on the um, uh, Colts? No. Yeah, me neither. All right, let's talk about the Falcons. What's your question, Walker? What is my question? I don't remember. <laughs> start Bijan. Oh, Robinson. start Bijan Robinson. Uh, I think you have to. I mean, I, I think if you've gotten to this point with Bijan, I, I think you, you know, if you got through last week with Bijan, it can't get any worse, really. So, I, I think you got to roll with him. I mean, I guess there's a scenario where you have three better options than him, but it's unlikely. So I I would play him. Yeah, I would play him as well. Um, over the last five games, they've given up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight double-digit fantasy days to running backs. 
um, including such luminaries as Chase Brown, Ty J Spears, um, uh, Miles, or sorry, Chuba Hubbard. Sorry, that was further back than that. But you don't have to be the stud to uh, to do well against them. Um, Najee Harris was could have possibly done it if his touchdown had counted last week. So um, I think you start Bijan Robinson. What about Drake London and Kyle Pitts? Don't start Kyle Pitts. Um, yeah. London, he's pretty much right in the middle of the wide receiver three conversation. Um, I guess my excitement level about starting him is not high, but there's a good chance that you're, if you're in a three wide receiver league that you don't have three better options. So I, I think you can play him. I mean, the indie defense is fine against opposing receivers. They can get beat down the field. Um, I, I think London will be a focus of the offense. I mean, they also have Heineke playing this week, which he's yeah. a little more willing than Ritter to chuck it down the field without, you know, regard for whether it gets picked off or not. Usually Ritter's picks come from just being bad, whereas Heineke's <laughs> picks come from being stupid. Yeah, that's that's how it is. Heineke, um, Heineke suffers from that. It would be really cool if this worked. Syndrome. Yes, yes. The two Desmond quarterbacks in this, suffers two, from being bad. Yeah. The, the two quarterbacks in this game that are playing are basically the same guy, just varying degrees of ability. Mm-hmm. Minshew is like slightly better Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Um, and Taylor Heineke is coming for Minshew's crown. Did you have the bush? He was wearing a bush hoodie. B-U-S-C-H, the beer. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's trying. Um Drake London and Taylor Heineke played two games together earlier in the year. Uh, um, Drake London had seven targets in each game, six for 51 in one, five for 55 in the other. So that's exactly what Walker's saying. And that's wide receiver three territory. If he scores a touchdown, he's, uh, you know, top 24 guy potentially. So um, I agree. You start Drake London, you don't start Kyle Pitts. And um, that's it for the Falcons. Mm. Um, We both got the Colts winning this one. All right, Seahawks, Titans. Um, Seahawks are seven and seven. Titans are five and nine. Seahawks, two and a half point um, uh, favorites, 41 and a half point over under. Uh, Geno Smith is off the injury report. And uh, Jamal Adams, Frank Clark, and Dwayne Eskridge are all inactive or going to be inactive. They're, uh, Evan Brown, Trey Brown, Kenneth Walker, and Devin Witherspoon are all questionable. For the Titans, Will Levis is questionable play. Sean Murphy bunting. Amani Hooper or Hooker. Hooker. Jesus Christ, Jeff. Get it together. Amani uh, uh, Hooker. Amani Hooker. I'm not allowed to say that word. Uh, Kayvon Wallace, Jack Gibbons, uh, Luke Gifford, Kyle Phillips, Jeffrey Simmons, and T- uh, TK McClendon are all out. Jesus. So like, yeah. <laughs> When I was reading that earlier, I was like, that's weird that they made another list of questionables. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> those guys are all not playing. Uh, that's not good. Um, my question is, uh, so JSN, game-winning touchdown last week. Um, mm-hmm. Is he building the basis for more targets rest of the season? Or was that just kind of, uh, they said that, Drew Locke said after the game that if he had single coverage, he was going his way, which sounds like he got some trust, but it was also in a very specific area. So do we think JSN's getting more targets or do we think that, that was kind of a, a one-off sort of deal? I'm pretty bought in at this point. I, I think he's 
he's making big plays now, which he wasn't doing early in the season. He was just kind of consistently plugging along in the role that they gave him. Um, but now he's he's breaking out, I think. And I, I think he's, you know, it sounds hard to say because Lockett's been good for so long, but I kind of think JSN's taken over the wide receiver two spot on Seattle. I I think you can probably play all three of them because Tennessee's pass defense sucks really bad mm-hmm. and everybody's hurt. But if you're deciding between Smith and Jigba and Lockett, I would go with JSN. Yeah, uh, I do also agree. I think that JSN is breaking out. Um, he's getting uh, more targets. He's got and, hives all over his body. Well, no, what I was going to say is uh, the uh, the Titans defense won't be uh, Accutane. They won't stop <laughs> him from breaking out. Um, but he's also, he's not only uh, getting more targets, he's getting them further downfield. Because remember early in the season, like this guy is getting like four catches for 12 yards because they're just having him like run out in the flat and stand there. Um, over the last five games, his uh, ADOT 19.8, 11.7, four and a half, which is not great, uh, seven against the Niners, and then last week, 10 and a half. In the first uh, nine games of the season, his uh, highest ADOT was 10, and that was his only one over eight all year long. He had more games under five ADOT than over five. So they're finally using him like a real wide receiver, not a role that could be filled by like Will Disley on their roster, you know, just turn around and stand there. So uh, I think the breakout is there. And uh, I think you can start DK Metcalf. I don't know. Tyler Lockett. mm, I'm not feeling great. Um, Just because I don't think that um, Geno Smith can reliably have this many guys like at a high level, three guys at a high level, you know, not passing to running backs does give a little bit more leeway, but I kind of feel like Tyler Lockett's in the same bucket as like Drake London this week. Yeah, I completely agree. I have them back to back in my rankings. Woo. Let's go. All right. Um, you're starting Kenneth Walker. You're firing Zach Charbonnet into the sun. Uh, don't start Geno Smith. No, I wouldn't do that. Uh, he did not look great before. He is coming off of a groin injury. That is the type of thing that can be easily re-aggravated. Um, so even if the, the wide receivers have a good game, uh, you can't guarantee that that will trickle down to Geno Smith. All right. For the Titans, uh, I've declared them a free space team. That's fair. Nuke, are we starting uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins against the Seahawks? Sure. I think that's the proper inflection for it. I'd prefer um, not to, but I, prob- you probably have to. I'm going to go right back to it. He's in that Drake London group with Tyler Lockett. He's have, probably a I little bit higher. Three, I have those three back to back to back. That's right, baby. I think he's, I think he could like, he could reasonably be a few spots higher just because, you know, he's going to have more target volume as the number one there, but a number one with a bullet, but it's Will Levis or, uh, the return of Ryan Tannehill. It's not something that you can really trust. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Derrick Henry off of a terrible game last week. Probably if you started him, you don't have to worry about it. But uh, are we starting Derrick Henry this week? Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, he's I, I he's in my top 20. I, I don't love it. But. Yeah, I mean, if you've got Derrick Henry and you made it this far, I think you have to play him. Yeah, you're kind of stuck. So 
Um, all right, free space team over. Uh, I got the did I did I do it? I was going back and forth. Now I gave the Seahawks the victory. I kept going back and forth because I was like, man, Seahawks not very good. But then I was like, they just beat a very good team, so I'll I'll give them that. I'll give them uh, the victory. Fair. I'm also going Seahawks. All righty. So um, let's go on to the next game. Uh, Lions Vikings. Uh, Lions ten and four. Vikings seven and seven. Detroit three and a half point favorites. Uh, Forty six and a half point over under. Uh, for the Lions, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who I thought was out for the year. But when well, he I saw was the, supposed to be. But. Yeah, when I saw the report, I was like, excuse me? Um, he hasn't been activated yet. Um, Jerry Jacobs, uh, Jason Cabinda, Brock Wright are also out. Derek Barnes is doubtful. Um, for the Vikings, uh, Alexander Madison is questionable. Uh, Harrison Phillips, Brian O'Neill, Jonathan Bullard, Jordan Hicks, Ivan Pace are um, also questionable. And Byron Murphy and Jalen Naylor are also out. Walker, your question is, should we start David Montgomery this week? Yeah, and I'm not sure you should. Um, Hasn't been scoring a lot of touchdowns lately. Um, The goal line work has been split pretty evenly. And Jameer Gibbs is just the better running back. Mm -hmm. Um, Their usage is pretty even, but... Gibbs catches more passes. Gibbs averages a higher yards per carry. Gibbs scores more touchdowns because he's more dynamic and he breaks off long runs more often. Uh, I mean, it's just the only scenario where I could see Montgomery having a a start-worthy game here is if the Lions just beat the Vikings into submission Mm -hmm. and they just ride Montgomery in the second half. But I don't see it being a huge blowout, really. I think the Lions will win, but I don't see it being like a, you know, three score game or anything. So I, I just think Montgomery is, he's a fine flex play. He'll probably get you like 10 points, but I don't see the ceiling right now at all. Yeah. I kind of think he needs to score a touchdown to get you double digit points because you look at what this Vikings defense has done, especially lately they're getting when that, when a running back beats them, it's through the air. Like, on the ground, um, there's not a lot of spectacular play that's come from opposing running backs lately. Um, granted, they haven't played a lot of good of opposing running backs, but a couple weeks ago, Josh Jacobs, 13 for 34. A few weeks ago, Alvin Kamara, 9 for 42, which is decent, but it's not a huge production on the ground. Um, you've also got, like, uh, Aaron Jones, 7 for 29. Again, decent, but they're not running the ball that much against them. Um, even Christian McCaffrey, they held the three yards per carry. So I don't think that this is a game where Dave Montgomery has a lot of upside unless he scores a touchdown. So I'm with Walker on this one. I think that, uh, he's better. He's like a flex guy. I think in a running back 26, 27, that sort of area. Um, there's a lot of guys that I would rather start. He's in that not really a difference maker territory for me. No, he's not a difference maker. He's, you throw him in there if you're, you know, if you need a stable flex, I guess. Like, I'd rather play him than Jerome Ford or a Steelers running back. But, I mean, I'd rather play, like, Chuba Hubbard or DeAndre Swift or Austin Eckler or Javante Williams. I'd rather play all those guys over Montgomery. Okay, that's fair enough. All right, and then um, elsewhere on the Lions, you're starting the Sam Laporta fellow. You're starting Amon Ross St. Brown. You're starting Jameer Gibbs. Uh, we we going back to Jared Goff this week against the Vikings. 
yeah, I think you can. Um, I, I wouldn't expect five touchdowns, obviously, but I it's in a dome. I, I think the Vikings defense is fine to above average, but I mm-hmm. think without Byron Murphy, that's going to be tough on their secondary. Their safeties are not great. Um, their corners outside of Murphy are not great. So I, I think the Lions, as long as they can protect, which with all five of their offensive linemen healthy, they have all season. As long as they continue to protect Goff well, I think he can sit back there and just pick him apart. So I would expect over 200 yards passing, multiple touchdowns. Yeah. So uh, Jake Browning, this is over the last few weeks. Jake Browning, uh, Taylor Heineke, Russell Wilson all had uh, 19, over 19 fantasy points against them. So I feel like, yeah, that's a team that you can attack um, with uh, with uh, um, Jared Goff, if you've been riding with him. Uh, my question, um, did Ty Chandler, uh, again, would just like to remind folks, Ty, Tykevious Chandler. Yes. Uh, did Tykevious Chandler, Wally Pip, Alexander Madison – uh, thir- uh, 23 carries, 132 yards, a touchdown last week, in addition to three catches for 25 yards. Did he steal Alexander Madison's job? Yes. I, I, I think he... Go ahead. I was just going to say I agree. Yeah, I, I don't think it means that much in this game. Espe- I mean, especially if Madison plays. But even if he doesn't, I'm not excited to play Chandler. The Lions are the best running our defense in the entire NFL at mm-hmm. preventing uh, running back points. So I'm Ty Chandler seems like he's a fine player. He's got a little bit of juice. He's pretty athletic, um, catches passes decently well, but I don't think he's really a standout in any one category. And therefore I don't expect him to be the guy that breaks through against an elite run defense. I would figure he's probably going to have a pretty inefficient game and that the Vikings are going to have to throw to move the ball against the Lions. Yeah, you're just hoping for a touchdown, basically, if you start Chandler. And that's exactly mm-hmm. uh, exactly what I wrote in the absurdity check last week. Um, Walker, would you like a, a dispatch from the fantasy chat? I see it. I just saw it. Uh, uh, a, a plus. A plus. Yeah. Kevis Kevis sent a post that says uh, she roasting my chestnuts till I open fire. <laughs> uh, a plus version of uh, that uh, that meme joke format. I'm definitely not stalling because I pulled my headphone out. All right, there we go. Yeah, uh, a plus version of that. So um, back to football. Uh, we've had um, some ups and downs with uh, the quarterback situation there, uh, but with Nick Mullins on our center last week, he did kind of bring some. Uh, some chaos back to the the uh, run, uh, the wide receiver room, but it was useful chaos. Um, you had Jordan Addison go six for six, uh, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Um, are you going back to him? This is his first game over 70 yards since uh, October 29th against Green Bay. Can you go back to Jordan Addison this week? Yeah, I think you can. Um, he's... Actually, my start of the week at receiver, he's outside the top 24 for uh, fantasy pros. I have him inside the top 24. I think that this is a good matchup, especially since he won't really get much Cortland Sutton, most likely. He's probably going to get a lot of Kendall Vildor and Khalil Dorsey, which if you don't know who those guys are, 
there's a reason for that. Um, I I think Addison will probably have a pretty efficient game, if nothing else. Um, think like four for 75 and mm-hmm. decent chance he scores. Yeah. There, by the way, there is a 50-50 chance you say Cortland Sutton instead of Cameron Sutton. <laughs> I I was like, I thought I heard it, and then I was like, wait, no, their their DB is Cameron Sutton, and now I can't remember. So that's a uh, you folks at home can rewind. We can't because we're in real life. Yeah. Um. So let me ask you this, Walker, really quick: Would you start Jordan Addison or let's say T Higgins? Higgins. Would you start Jordan Addison or say Rasheed Rice? Rice. Damn it. I guess Jordan Addison is staying on my bench. I suppose he is. Yeah. Uh, would you start Jor- uh, Jordan Addison or Taylor Heineke? <laughs> uh, uh, probably Addison, to be honest. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I benched Derek Carr because uh, I'm a stupid man. So now I'm in trouble. Um, would you start uh, here? Would you start Jordan Addison or Russell Wilson? For us, I guess. Yeah. Uh, quarterback situation. Not great in the Football of 30 Experts League. All right. Um, I think that's it for this game. Lions cruise. I think the Lions will win. All right. Commies versus Jets. Um, uh, com- uh, commanders are four, four and ten. Jets are five and nine. Jets three point favorites. Thirty six and a half point over under. Uh, Tyler Larson, Charles Leno, Brian Robinson are all out. Percy Butler uh, is questionable. He's got the tummy, tummy rumbles. For the Jets, Zach Wilson is out, as is Aaron Rodgers. What? Aaron Rodgers revealed that he isn't actually healing far ahead of schedule. It's all been a load of bullshit. What? That's crazy. Uh, Trevor Simeon is getting the start on Sunday. Izzy Abanacanda, Dwayne Brown, John Franklin Myers, and Jordan Whitehead are all questionable. Uh, Mike wants to know which wide receiver will have the best game, uh, among the commanders guys, McLaurin, Dotson, and Samuel. You can take Dotson, get him the hell out of there. That's right. It's not going to be Jahan Dotson. No, Uh, I I have them ranked back to back because it's kind of just been back and forth this year. mm Um, if I had to pick one to it's weird because, like, if I had to pick one to play, I would play McLaurin because his ceiling's higher, and they're both wide receiver threes. But if I had to predict who has more points, I'd probably say that Samuel's more likely to have more points. It's just that McLaurin's more likely to have a blow-up game. It's, it's Samuel's more likely to have more points because there's a chance that he ends up with eight and Terry McLaurin ends up with seven, but there's almost no chance that Samuel ends up with 16, but Terry McLaurin could pull that off somewhat easily is what you're saying. Basically. Uh, on a little bit bigger scale than that, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I could, I could see Samuel getting 16, but like 20 plus is unlikely for Samuel, especially yeah. in a bad matchup. McLaurin, he's talented enough that he can just come down with a 60 yard touchdown. And yeah. That's not something that Curtis Samuel really does. It's not his role on the team. No, he's uh, he's more of a little gadgety guy. Um, yeah, he, he's underneath man. Yeah, there's also a thing where people are like, oh no, Kurt, he's gonna have uh, he's gonna get sauced sauced all over him, Sauce Gardner. Um, it's a bad matchup. 
Terry McLaurin gets a paycheck too. Terry McLaurin is also really good at what he does. Terry McLaurin could could dust Sauce Gardner. Oh yeah, it could happen. Yeah. So it's 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 people they get into matchups and they they I think they take it a little too far. Where yeah. they're like this obviously very talented wide receiver, one of the, you know, I'd say in real life football, one of the top 20 wide receivers in the league. Probably, yeah. He can he gets paid too. He can he can beat Sauce Gardner. You know, it's it's people take it too far where they just disappear uh, players from their roster in a bad matchup. So um, no Brian Robinson. What mm. are we doing with uh, old Tony Gibson? You're not playing him. I agree. He could uh, J.D. McKissick his way to like 70 <laughs> fantasy points. Yeah, oh, yeah. I would not trust it. No, no, I, I he's outside my top 30. I mean. Definitely in the speculative flex range. I if you're if you're in the semifinals or finals of your league this week, I you have to have better options than Antonio Gibson. Yeah, it's entirely likely he has seven carries and four catches for like fifty yards. Right. <laughs> like that's a lot of volume and not a lot of production. And then you're basically coming for a touchdown. So uh, I'm sorry, you're doing what for a touchdown? Yeah. Pause. <laughs> um what about Logan Thomas? I think Logan Thomas has fallen out of the upper blob. I think uh, Mike's not here. We I can safely say you're, if he's healthy, you're still not starting him. No, uh, he is outside my top 20 tight ends. Yeah, uh, just kind of falling off a map. And then um, I don't think you can start a guy who got benched halfway through the game last week. Call me crazy. No, wouldn't do it. I would not do it. Not against the New York Jets. But yeah, who, uh, who can do one thing, and that's play defense. Yes. Um, but you want to know, with Trevor Simeon under center, uh, are we starting a little guy on the Jets named uh, Garrett Wilson? And I think you are, because Washington sucks really bad at defending receivers. They're so bad. Like, they're so bad, and to the point that Trevor Simeon doesn't scare me. Like, Trevor Simeon is not a great NFL player, but mm-hmm. he's definitely one of the top 50 quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't know about that, to be honest I, with you. I think he is. I think he is just because he can he can put together a drive. And if the Jet and that'll put you in the top fifty. If the Jets uh have a game plan, it's going to be Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be uh their whole passing game is Garrett Wilson gets ten targets, Brees Hall gets eight targets. Tyler Conklin gets five targets, and then everybody else just fills in the gaps. Yeah, uh, it turns out Alan Lazard, uh, not a great wide receiver. No, he has just tanked this year. I mean, I, I get that he was playing with Rodgers his whole career in Green Bay, but he was definitely a better receiver than this before. Yeah, I think it's just that he... There are certain quarterbacks that they trust their guys because they'll do a scramble drill exactly the way that they want them to, and they know where they're going to be on when the play breaks down. That's what Rodgers and Lazard have. Mm-hmm. Whereas with that, if that's Zach Wilson, that's just it doesn't matter. No, no, because Wilson, if he runs around, he's just going to he doesn't have a specific guy. He's just going to chuck it somewhere. And he's going to if Zach Wilson's on the run, he's either going to run for five yards or he's going to throw it 40 air yards downfield. Right. Like he just he doesn't go for the intermediate. Like he forgets the intermediate stuff is there. So Pretty much. Yeah, so um, what about Brees Hall? Disappointing lately. 
I think you play him. I mean, I again, he he's averaging what like six targets a game this year. Um, yeah. Washington bad defense, especially now that they don't have any pass rush. Um, I think this is a pretty decent chance for Hall to score a touchdown, and I also expect him to get some targets and do well with them. Um, so yeah, I I think Hall is a almost assuredly somebody you're starting. Okay, so he's above that James Conner group that you've mentioned earlier for you. Definitely. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Ty Ty Konkowski, uh, if you're desperate, like Walker said, he's guaranteed targets. Uh, He's actually getting more than five targets per game. It's really weird. He's getting like seven. Um, If I'm remembering correctly, he's just getting this weirdly consistent between... uh, I did it again. It's not going to work if I look up Konkowski. (laughs) <laughs> uh tyler conklin uh seven yeah, six se- nine uh five, five three. three yeah so he's getting like between five and nine targets a game recently so the problem is he has caught zero touchdowns this season that's a problem and i don't think that's a problem that's going to rectify itself well it's not a problem that i would bet on rectifying itself with uh trevor simeon under center no i mean i tyler conklin is a solid nfl player but he's not like a huge difference maker. I mean, he's just, he's there. Yes. He's filling the role. I mean, he said he had 87 targets in 2021 on the Vikings. He had 87 targets last year on the Jets. He's currently trending toward approximately 87 targets again this year. So this is what he does. He gets like 80 to 90 targets and he catches about 70% of them for like 10 yards a catch and he doesn't get in the end zone very much. So he's fine. And the fact that he doesn't score touchdowns is means that you can't play him in my opinion. Yeah. From a fantasy output perspective, he's uh, Dallas Goddard when Zacherts was still on the Eagles. I mean, he's the, him and Chigakonkwo have been the same guy this year. Yeah. That's another good one. Chigakonkwo. So all right, uh, Walker has the Jets winning. I have the commies winning. Whoa. Let's go, baby. Whoa. Let's, let's go. We're, uh, I'm the uh, the guy that got kicked out of the Navy for saying communism will win, but it just says commies will win. And Walker <laughs> going, whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 hey. You can't say that. You can't say that. All right, uh, Packers, Panthers. Uh, this is a uh, – Packers are 6-8. and eight. Panthers are 2-12. and 12. Uh, Packers are five point uh, road favorites, thirty six and a half point over under. Um, no, thank you to this game. Just not interested in seeing one snap of this game. Nope. No thanks. Uh, Packers uh, questionable are Jaden Reed, Jair Alexander, AJ Dillon, Dontavian Wicks, Rudy Ford, Robert Rochelle, TJ Slayton, um, Christian Watson, Luke Tenuta, Emmanuel Wilson are doubtful, while Devondre Campbell, Luke Musgrave, and Darnell Savage are all out. For the Panthers, Claudin Cherilis, Sam Franklin, and Ian Thomas are questionable. Um, so, Walker, my question is uh, Tommy Tremble season with Ian. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Mike wants to know, should we start Jordan Love against the Panthers? No. I don't. I don't think you can. Like, no, the, the Panthers have been quite good against opposing quarterbacks this year. Jordan Love is fine. Um, if the Packers are smart, they'll just run the ball. Yeah. 
you know, Aaron Jones is as healthy as he's been all season right now. Um, I, I think this is your this is your opportunity to to get something out of Aaron Jones this season. I think so. Or AJ D- or and or AJ Dillon. I don't think AJ Dillon's going to do much of anything. You don't think so? Well, he's probably going to play, but I doubt he gets that many touches. That's fair. Uh, and he's also not very good. Whereas I think Aaron Jones will get quite a few touches, and he is good. Counterpoint: Have you seen his quads? Those are good. Those are those are big and good. Um, big Aaron, and good. Big and good. Uh, podcast title: Big <laughs> and good. Maybe uh, we'll see if I get anything better. All right. Very low on the podcast title um, uh, uh, opportunities this week. Um, I I do agree. Aaron Jones over AJ Dillon. It's just kind of like I I feel like. AJ Dillon will have an maybe an impressive eight carries just because it's matchup. And I I think you're right. The the he's been injured. They probably won't get a much a much out of him. Um, what about these wide receiver options for uh, Green Bay? Uh, Jaden Reed's been doing well. Dontavian Wicks we mentioned earlier. Um, I think you go Jaden Reed and nobody else. I think anybody else is getting too cute. Yeah, I agree. Um, I Reed is. A wide receiver three um maybe he'd be a wide receiver two in a better matchup um uh, but they like to get in the ball in creative ways he's uh getting he's running the ball quite a bit he gets the ball and design touches in the short passing game he's also a pretty good downfield receiver because of his speed and leaping ability so uh, with christian watson injured he's not going to play this week either i know he's doubtful but he's not playing yeah um, reed is their clear number one pass catching option and somebody's going to have to catch the ball. I know it's not a good matchup, but somebody's still going to have to catch the ball. So I think you can play Reed. Um, yeah, you're right. Anybody else is definitely too cute. Yeah, Luke Musgrave, uh, good story last week, but I don't think he's scoring another touchdown. Luke Musgrave hasn't played in like Tucker Craft. Month, yeah. <laughs> Luke Musgrave, currently without a major organ. Didn't he get his uh, um, appendix removed? I couldn't tell you. All right. Uh, Luke Musgrave currently has no spleen or uh, lower intestine. They were both removed. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, don't don't back this. Uh, kidney. Kidney. Uh, Lacerated kidney. Oh, I don't like that. that. I hate the sound of that. Yeah, it sounds bad. Yeah, because one, obviously, the visceral reaction of a lacerated kidney, two... It makes me feel like the texture of it, like the, it just makes me feel like, like it just got like slashed open yeah. by like, like a velociraptor claw. Like, it, yeah. like, <laughs> uh, here, uh, last question about the Packers. Who's better, Luke Musgrave or Tucker Craft? Uh, punt. <laughs> I would go Craft just barely. I think he's, uh, they're both athletic, but I think Kraft uses his athleticism in a way that actually matters. Yeah, I whereas think were, Musgrave yeah. kind of looks slow out on the field. Luke Musgrave has Mike Gesicki disease, where what? he's really he's really athletic, but he just, like falls all over himself and doesn't really know how to like run. Um, I love Kraft, how they go. Yeah, Kraft is a little more smooth with his movements, um, but I don't think either of them are that good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're fine. I'm looking at their comps. Um, 
Eh. They're both Tyler Conklin. <laughs> really? All right. Yeah. Nice. That's funny. They ended up on the same team. Uh, just a couple, a couple of Conklins out there. Uh, yeah, I guess Kraft. Sure, I'll agree with you. I, I have not watched enough Luke Musgrave in the NFL to make a, a definitive decision on that. But Kraft looked decent last week. Um, we're free- calling, we're calling Tucker Kraft Blue Box. Uh, because uh, Kraft singles. Because of the mac and cheese. Let's go. Last week uh, he was uh, one of my streamers, and I uh, titled the. Uh, the streaming article, craft uh, single parentheses digit roster ship, because he was my deep dive guy at tight end. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Panthers, uh, Chuba Hubbard, yes, no? Yeah, I think you can. I think you can. Adam Thielen, yes, no? I wouldn't do it. Me neither. All right. Uh, Packers win. That's right. Browns, Texans, uh, a, 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 a hmm. trying to figure out if I should make this joke. Um, what a joke. <laughs> uh, the classic matchup, uh, Texans versus Browns. That being brown people, because... Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, Browns, nine and five. Texans, eight and six. Uh, Cleveland, two and a half point favorites. Forty and a half point over under. Uh, Joel Batonio is questionable. Juan Thornhill, Anthony Walker, uh, Agbo Okoronkwo are all out. Uh, for the Texans, Will Anderson, Blake Cashman, uh, C.J. Stroud are all out. Malik Collins, Nico Collins, and uh, Denzel Perryman are, are all questionable. Before we get into the game, Walker, have you watched a lot of Dimitri Martin stand-up? No. Okay. He has a joke where he's like, one of the best questions you can ask somebody is, what's your favorite color? Uh, one of the worst questions you can ask somebody is, what's your favorite color person? And that's what the Browns, <laughs> Texas, that's what the Browns Texans thing just reminded me of. Uh, back to football. Walker, are we going back to the pooper? Amari Pooper. Yeah. Uh, we have we have talked a lot of this episode about my receivers 28 through 32. Um, I think that's an important part of the ranks to focus on, though. Yeah, you know, these are flex guys. I mean, yeah, the, it's it's playoffs. You're like, ooh, are we are 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 uh, are we starting Justin Jefferson this week? No, that's not the questions we're asking. Like, this is right, important I mean, I, to focus on. I would start Amari. Here, here's what I'll say. I would start Amari Cooper over any Washington receiver. I would start him over any Baltimore receiver. I would not start him over any Seattle receiver. Hmm. Um, I, I would, would not start. start him, I would start him over Lockett just for the. Yeah, I, I personally would not, but they're in the same tier. Mm-hmm. Um, I would start both Buccaneers receivers over him, both Vikings receivers, both Niners receivers. Um, not if, no, not Noah Brown, not Pop Douglas. Tyler Boyd. I would start. Cooper over Boyd. Okay, so you're really not feeling this Texans matchup. It seems like you're kind of you're you're a little bit iffy on it. Yeah, the Texans have pretty good pass defense. Derek Stingley has really come on mm-hmm. this season. Um, obviously, Joe Flacco's the quarterback, so kind of a mixed bag that he's provided so far. I I think Cooper is a good enough player that you won't have an issue with him probably. Like I, I don't think. He's probably going to get like at least seven or eight targets. He'll probably catch at least half of his targets, which means that your floor is like 
four for 45, Mm -hmm. which you can live with that. So if it, you know, if you're saying like, you know, you have to break a tie, I would say, yes, you start Amari Cooper, but it's like 52 to 48. Yeah, I would say so. I think the only thing that um, does, does make me kind of feel like, he does have a little bit higher ceiling is that Joe Flacco is going to throw the ball a ton. Joe Flacco throws for touchdowns a lot, and you don't have a good running back room there. They've gone away from the cream hunt of it all. Jerome Ford has shown that he's just a guy. Um, and I feel like Joe Flacco rolls out of bed, and he's good for 250 and two. And those two have to go somewhere. And maybe they both go to David Njoku. Like, that's an entire possibility that I might be ignoring because David Njoku has been an absolute monster with Joe Flacco. Yeah, um, yeah, Njoku is, uh, I mean, he's easily a top five tight end pretty much every week right now, yeah. and Houston is an incredible matchup for tight ends, so I definitely think Njoku's going to have the best game of the pass catchers, but, I mean, Cooper is still the number one receiver there, and you're right that Flacco has been throwing the ball quite a bit. Yeah. I Like I say, I... I I think in more cases than not, you are starting Cooper, and I don't think that his floor is low enough that it's really going to kill you if you do, and he doesn't have a great game. Yeah, I just feel, I mean, he has 22 targets in the last two games. Joe Flacco's throwing the ball 44, 45 times a game. I think it's just hard to get away from him, but I understand what you're saying about maybe lowering your expectations. Like, you start Mm -hmm. him being like, hey, whatever I get from this guy is going to be gravy because... Um, yeah, if I get double-digit points out of Amari Cooper, then I'm happy. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a good breakdown of the Browns. Um, Jerome Ford, hey, if you want 11.9 fantasy points, go for it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I would probably not play Ford. Yeah. Would you start uh, David Njoku, we just mentioned, must start. Uh, what about Joe Flacco? Like I said, he rolls out of bed. It's 250-2. and two. He's throwing the ball 45 times a game. Like, do you think you can start Joe Flacco? Not in a one quarterback league, no. Um, there's plenty of guys that have had better matches. You should have started either of the guys that were playing on Thursday over him. You yeah. should start Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Gardner Minshew, in my opinion. Um, even Geno, probably, because the matchup's good. I'd say Flacco's right around that, like, you know, decent quarterback in a bad matchup or not so good quarterback in a good matchup like his tier i would say is like jake browning nick mullins jordan love russell wilson okay that's a that's a fair that's a that's a fair tier to be in so that like middling uh yeah solid qb2 yeah so okay sounds good uh i think we've talked through the browns the texans so we've got no cj stroud if nico collins plays are you going to play him I don't think so, honestly. I I, I can't trust Case Keenum. I, I and with Collins not being at full health, I I don't care for it. I mean, I I don't know. I I just don't. I don't think Houston's offense is going to do well in this game. No, I don't. I don't think so either. Uh, which is um, my question was. Uh, can Devin Singletary get enough touches to overcome what is a tough defense? Because they've completely taken Damian Pierce out of their game plan. Yeah, he doesn't really even exist anymore. Yeah. Um, was it four carries the last two weeks? Yeah. 
It was one last week and three the week before, vice versa. Really? So, bad. yeah. Well, those are the options other than two and two, if he's had four carries, by the way. Or four and zero. Or four and zero. That's right. Yeah. Um. So, I've been the guy that's kind of been, I don't want to say banging the drum for Devin Singletary. I've just been saying that he's a better football player than Damian Pierce. But he's, that doesn't mean he's still good. Right. I mean, here, here's the, the real question here. Are you starting any Houston Texans? Dalton Schultz? I'm not starting Dalton Schultz this week. Not against the best tight end defense in the league. Oh, is that bad? With Case Keenum at quarterback. Is that bad? Uh, so, no, I'm not starting Texans. Yeah, me neither. Uh, all right. Uh, that's right. Browns are going to beat the Texans, much like the demographic shift in the Lone Star State. That's right. Texas, uh, Texas, you know, just one more election cycle, bro. Just one more election cycle and <laughs> Texas will be purple. They'll be pur- it'll be purple. It'll be purple. I saw a guy going hard in the paint that uh, Texas is going to be solid blue by 2030. And I was like, absolutely not, my guy. No, it won't. No, it will not. Get out of Austin. Good luck. Um, all right, let's talk Jags and Buckos. Jags are eight and six. Buckos seven and seven. Tampa Bay one point favorites. Forty two and a half point over under. Trevor Lawrence, Zay Jones, Christian Braswell, Tyson Campbell, Andre Cisco, Brenton Strange are all questionable. Nobody is doubtful or out for the Jags. For the Buccaneers, Raheem Jarrett was not activated. So I know with this information, Walker, you have to go uh, move your ranks around. So if you need me to pause the podcast so you can move around for Rakeem Jarrett not being taken off of IR. You... Uh, let me just control F. Um... <laughs> oh, it turns out I didn't have him ranked. Oh, OK, good. OK. I would have had him, you know, like if he was healthy, Rakeem Jarrett or Justin Jefferson. It's a real question. Um, it's a real it is a real question. It's not a serious question, but it, is, <laughs> it does exist. It does exist in the firmament. All right, uh, William Golston, uh, Antoine Winfield, questionable. Also, uh, Firmament, way better than Ether, by the way. I would just like to say. Um, so, Trevor Lawrence, do we think that he's playing? Yeah. We think that he's playing? Okay. So, then we can ask Mike's question, which is, uh, uh, which Jag will be a worthy starter, starter with Beathard at quarterback? Oh, he's um, not dead, was- Mike. Whoops. He's not dead, Mike. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> All right, let me ask this question. Uh, with no, Okay, assuming that we have uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, with uh, no Christian Kirk, can we go to, with Zay Jones, assuming they're both playing? No. No, I don't, I don't think so. Zay hasn't looked very good. He's not going to be fully healthy. Uh, I know it's a good matchup, but... I just don't – I don't like it. I, the only receiver I'd be comfortable with for Jacksonville is Ridley. Okay. Uh, I agree. I was just asking because uh, it, it feels like it would be easy to say, oh, yeah, Zay Jones is in that group of uh, wide receivers we were talking about earlier. You could see somebody ranking him there, given what he's done in the past. But he also missed five weeks and then pulled up lame in the middle of the game a couple weeks ago. And yeah, he's I, questionable. I don't think – even if he plays, I just don't think you can trust him. Yeah, so I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, Evan Ingram, uh, would you... You got to play him. You got to play him, but actual decision people might be making. Ingram or David Njoku? Well, then I'd play Njoku. Yeah, I think David Njoku, there's a very small list of guys you'd start. 
Um, yeah, very small list. Travis Kelsey and Trey McBride. Yeah. And then uh, Evan Ingram is more below your Kittles, your uh, mm. Hawkinsons. Mm. Maybe not your Kittles. Yeah, I have him just ahead of Kittle, but that's okay. mostly just because of Baltimore. Okay, that's fair enough. I forgot the Niners were playing Baltimore this week. I don't know why. I've been panicked about it all week, so I don't know why I forgot they were playing the Ravens. Um, and then Travis Etienne. Yes. Not yes. Okay. Uh, are 100%. the percent you have to. All right, Travis Etienne or Rashad White. 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 Okay. Um, I ask that because there are people who have already, like you mentioned, have already started. Um, like Kyron Williams, Kyron Williams, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, exactly. So they might be stuck with one guy. So, okay. So, uh, Walker, uh, mm-hmm. you wanted to know about the, if Chris Godwin will repeat what he did last week, basically. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, probably not, but I still think you should play him. He's, he's gotten better as the season's gone along. The Tampa Bay offense is kind of humming right now, honestly. Um, looking pretty good. Jacksonville's defense doesn't really scare me. So, yeah, I, I think Godwin is, you know, definitely high floor right now. And I think we saw the ceiling last week, so it's possible. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think you can play him. I, you know, for example, I'd play him over Jalen Waddle this week. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm low on Waddle because of the, the Dallas defense is pretty solid. And when Hill is playing, Waddle has been used as like an underneath guy instead of down the field. So even though he's been getting targets, it's been a lot of like seven for 54. Hmm. Okay. I mean, that's, that's entirely fair. I, I would probably still start Waddle, mm-hmm. but it's close. I would also start Godwin over Calvin Ridley in this game. Okay. That was going to be my next question. Um, so Godwin over Calvin Ridley, uh, Mike Evans must start. Yep. Uh, Rashid, Rashad White must start. What about um, Baker Mayfield? Yes. Uh, I think you should start Baker um, if you've got him. I Because if you've got him, you've been streaming anyway. So Baker, I think, is a fringe top 12 guy this week. He's played pretty well lately. Again, not a scary matchup. So, yeah, I, I think you can, you can go with him. A uh, really great option in two quarterback leagues, of course. But... Um, in one quarterback leagues, I think if you've been if you've been streaming quarterbacks all season, which is definitely a viable strategy, uh, I, I don't think there's anybody better that you could. There's certainly nobody better you could pick up on waivers if you've got Mayfield. Okay, what about this? Mm-hmm. You have Mayfield in case Trevor Lawrence doesn't play. Which one would you start? If Lawrence is in, I would still start Lawrence over Mayfield. Okay. More talented player. Um, I think the Tampa Bay pass defense is worse than the Jacksonville pass defense. So I, I would go with Lawrence, but fair question. Yeah, it's because that's that's a decision that people might be making because you could say, oh, if Lawrence doesn't play, I have my pivot in this game. But then you're very high on Baker Mayfield. So I just wanted to pick your brain on that particular thing. So, yeah. All righty. Um, I don't remember who I had winning this game. I yeah, had. Tampa, let's go. I'm going um, with the Jags. Uh, my Tampa, I would like to say my Tampa thing is based entirely on C.J. Beathard playing. If Trevor Lawrence plays, I will switch my my vote. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, Cardinals-Bears, uh, another game. No thank you. Yeah, I'm not I'm, watching this shit. I, I'm good. 
Um, Cardinals are three and eleven. Bears are five and nine. Chicago four and a half point favorites. Forty three and a half point over under. Uh, Walker mentioned earlier Hollywood Brown out. Garrett Williams, Bobby Price also out. Uh, and Bobby Price, Bobby Price, Lions legend. Bobby Price, Lions legend. Oh, by the way, can we talk? Speaking speaking of legends. We almost had an all-time uh, football obscurity podcast moment with the Joey Blunt touchdown that wasn't. Oh my god! <laughs> I so needed. I was like, <laughs> the, the minute you said you were like at Big Daddy Dirk's Joey Blunt, <laughs> and I and I went right to the ESPN app and it was like called back. I was like, no, oh, oh, yeah, it was. Oh. A- it was a it was a scoop and score, but it was uh, ruled not a fumble. I was I was like I was like even though it was against the Niners, I was like we need this. We need the Joey oh, Blunt touchdown. God, we were uh, so we were so close to immortality. We were. Uh, Victor Demukeje is that how you say his name? Uh, Demu- I think it's Demukeje. Okay, uh, that flows that flows better. Um, Greg Dorch, Antonio Hamilton, all questionable. For the Bears, Tevin Jenkins, Noah Sewell, EQ St. Brown are all out. Cole Komet, Deonta Foreman, uh, Travis Homer are questionable. Deonta Foreman's is listed as personal. Um, so I don't know what's going on there. I hope everything's okay with Foreman. Uh, Mike wants to know, is James Conner in the top 20 against a Bears defense that has been weirdly good lately? Would you believe I have him ranked 20th? Uh, yes, I would. Because, well, I thought you said he was 19th. I have... Potentially made adjustments while we've been recording. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because, I do, uh, except, wait, hold on, I don't. Because I had uh, I had Ramondre and Zeke both in the rankings, ah. but then with Ramondre out, I moved Zeke just barely ahead of Connor. Uh, got it. Okay, so um, so yes, I would believe that you have him in your top 20, and I think I would as well. Um, he's still running, these, he's still James Connor. He's still pretty good. I mean, yeah. he's... He's very obviously the best running back on the team. Uh, Imari DiCardo, 47-yard touchdown run, notwithstanding. The um, most rumble, bumble, stumble touchdown run I've ever seen. Dude is slow. He's really slow, yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he, just, he just caught a good angle. He is. Uh, he certainly is a running back in the National Football League. That um, is correct. But, no, James Conner's still pretty good. Um, average, he'll, he'll probably average over four yards a carry. He'll catch a pass here or there. He's the guy on the goal line. I think, you know, I I don't know how likely it is that you're in the fantasy semis and you are a big James Conner head, but, you know, maybe you're Jeff Crisco. I was going to say, I'm thinking, I think uh, you have about a 4 in 14 chance, I think I'm sitting at right now, being a big yeah. James Conner head. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, if, if you are Jeff Crisco, sure, go ahead and play <laughs> James Conner. Uh, if you are not Jeff Crisco... It's a case-by-case basis. I mean, I would say more often than not, you're playing him. Like, I would play him over Javante. I'd play him over A-Chan or Gus Edwards, David Montgomery. Um, But I wouldn't play him over, like, you know, your good running backs and bad matchups like Kenneth Walker. Yeah. um, Or Saquon. And I wouldn't play him over your uh, running backs that have had down seasons but have good matchups like, you know, Brees Hall, Aaron Jones. I, I, mm, all right. Maybe my opinion of James Conner is a little off, but what I'm going to say is unless you caught one of those light, if you, if you didn't catch a Kyron Williams or a Shad white or one of these guys that you drafted low and, and broke out this year, 
I think James, like, say you're a, a wide receiver heavy team. I think James Conner offers you a nice floor. Um, mm-hmm. I think he will score a touchdown the, in this game. Uh, the Bears are, they've given up uh, 12 touchdowns in their last, uh, this season to running backs. Sorry, I thought that was in their last five games. I was about to be like, hold on. They've given up three in their last five games. They're giving up the uh, eighth most fantasy points to running backs over the last five weeks. Mm-hmm. I think they're, there, I think James Conner is going to get a touchdown. So I would put him above. Uh, I think he's at, in a good spot at the head of that group that you were mentioning. Okay. Like he, yeah. So top 20 guy, unless you caught one of those lightning in the bottle guys. I think you're starting him. Uh, Michael Wilson, you mentioned earlier. I mean, he's Dark in that. Bro. He's like, take uh, take what we were saying about Drake London and move him down like 10 positions. Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah. I, I have. You remember when we were talking about Deontay Johnson and Tyler Boyd earlier? Yeah, that's where he is. That's where he is. That's fair enough. All right, and then uh, Kyler Murray. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, he's been not great since he came back, but he's been putting up fantasy points. So I think you go with him. Yeah, I think you. I think if you have if you have him, you kind of you're like, all right, let's go. But at the same time, if you have him, you might have been playing somebody else. Um, earlier in the year, but I doubt you would have like Jalen Hurts and him. Yeah, I mean, I, Josh that, Allen. Like, I I am currently playing Kyler in a semifinal because I had Justin Herbert. That's perfectly fair. Let's roll it forward real quick. Uh, for the next game, Kyler or Tua? I would go Tua. I think I would go Kyler in that situation. Yeah, uh, I. There's there's a really big tier in quarterbacks this week. I think once mm-hmm. you get past like the top four, I think basically everybody has Allen Hurts, Fields, Mahomes as your top four in some order. Yeah. Um, the like Tua, Dak, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler, Lamar, Brock Purdy. Maybe not Purdy because it's a tough matchup, but like those next five guys, I, I really think you can order them basically any way, and you I can't say you'd be wrong. Yeah, I think that 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 gets into the idea behind ranks where it's like people like, oh, I think this guy is going to score 16 points this week. And I think this guy's going to score 17 and a half. And so I'm going to rank this guy ahead of the other guy. And either I will be right or I will be wrong. But really what you're doing is like weighing possible outcomes. I mean, for me, it's all probability. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm trying to determine who I think personally will have the likeliest, you know, path to a lot of fantasy points. Yeah. And so um, that's not saying like, like that's where tiering comes in too, where it's like these guys all have reasonably the same points outcome yeah. uh, range, but it's like, I think like, that this guy has a slightly higher floor. So I'm going to rank him ahead, but I think this guy has a slightly higher ceiling. So I'll rank him first of the three, but it, it's, you're all quibbling over what might be three fantasy points. In terms yeah. of their range of outcomes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, like when I'm ranking, uh, I'll do, you know, based on previous fantasy results on the season, I'll do tiers before I factor in matchups and screw with them a little bit. I'll do tiers based on um, like every two fantasy points per game. So like, for example, if Josh Allen, these these aren't the real numbers, but like if Josh Allen's scoring 22 fantasy points a game, Patrick Mahomes is scoring 19 fantasy points a game. They'd be in different tiers. But if Mahomes was scoring 20 fantasy points per game, he'd be in the same initial tier as Allen. That's how mm-hmm. I do it. Yeah, and then you would tweak him from there for matchups. Right. 
Yep. Yeah. That's entirely fair. I think that's a good way to do it. Um, all right. Uh, Trey McBride must start. That's the last guy on the Cardinals. Uh, for the Bears, uh, my question does not have anything to do with the Bears this season, but I was noodling. They were, they're going to have two top eight to ten picks. They mm-hmm. could maneuver like they could end up maneuvering around where if they go all in a la the Texans last year, they could end up with uh, uh, Olufashanu yep. and Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. Are they a playoff team with those two guys and Justin Fields under center? Because their defense has gotten a lot better since they got Montez Sweat. Yeah, I mean, they're probably going to have a last place schedule next year. So I would say I'll say no because I'm a hater. But okay, um, entirely fair. It's right on the borderline. I, I think they'll be playoff contenders if they make those improvements to the roster. Yeah, but I think eight and nine, nine and eight is the range they end up in, and that's you know probably close, but no cigar. Yeah, it, it, you fast forward a year, we're probably talking about if it's between them or the Seahawks for the number seven. I think. Right, or like you know the you know the Buccaneers or the you know or the Rams or, the, or something or the Falcons with. Uh, Ben Johnson and uh, Kirk Cousins. Mm. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> I just threw out. It'd probably work, I, but it'd be weird. Yeah, I just did bad libs of of uh, team guy I know is going to get a coaching job and quarterback I know is a free agent. Yeah, it's a it's going to be a Bobby Slowick and uh, Baker Mayfield. Oh God. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted was curious because I was like. You know, the defense has gotten a lot better, much to my chagrin and my arguments with the lead in the group chat. Um, And, uh, you know, Marvin Harrison is. I'm trying not to use the word generational. He is a a super good prospect, super good prospect, as is Olufashanu or Fashanu. I'm not. It's only a name that I've read and seen highlights of. I believe it's Fashanu. Fashanu. Okay, but he's supposed to be an incredible left tackle prospect as well. He's not like a Panesua level prospect, but okay. I would say like a Rashawn Slater level prospect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've seen him as described as like you draft him and he'll be your left, left tackle for the next decade. No problem. Probably. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Slater or Christian Darisaw, those guys yeah. who are really good young players. Like that's what Fashanu translates to for me, but like Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, he's like T.O. Yeah. He's the next big thing. He's the next big thing at wide receiver. So, um, like, there are serious talks about, I've seen in Superflex leagues, of taking Marvin Harrison over Caleb Williams next year. I wouldn't do it, but I've Uh, seen it in in rookie drafts. I think it depends on situation, but... Yeah. Like, if he goes to the Bears, I would not do that, because the pass volume won't be high enough. But, yeah, I mean, if he went to, like, you know... The Cardinals? The Cardinals with Kyler, then... Yeah, I mean, he immediately becomes their number one receiver, and he probably has a Jamar Chase rookie season. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair because the Marquise Brown experiment is not working, and they're not they don't have another guy waiting in the wings who could potentially even have that Marvin Harrison archetype. Like they've got they've got no, Wilson. Wilson's a deep threat. Yeah, um, he's perfectly fine as like your third receiver, but. Yeah, if they get Marvin, then all they would need is a, with McBride especially, with how good he looks right mm-hmm. now, 
Um, I mean, you can make an argument that's your dynasty tight end two right now. And uh, then all who's, they would need is your dynasty that, tight end one. That would be big Sam Laporta. That's right. Uh, but I, I think all you need at that point is a slot receiver. Yeah. So because, because their, their experiments with, it seems like Rondale Moore not going to work out. Um, Marquise Brown's a free agent. He's probably going to leave. Uh, Greg Dorch is Greg Dorch is it, Greg Dorch is great as a backup. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's definitely good enough to hold a roster spot, but I wouldn't want him starting. Um, so yeah, I mean they they pick up a pick up Tyler Boyd in free agency on like a two year deal. Ugh. I don't know about that as a 49ers Marvin, fan. Mar- Marvin Harrison, Trey McBride, Tyler Boyd, Michael Wilson with Kyler at quarterback. Hmm. Probably okay. go from. I go from three wins to like seven. Yeah, I don't think it makes up a, 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 a even close to being a playoff team. No, but Cardinals, I think but I think they I think they scare Seattle and the Rams at that point. Um, I think Seattle. I think the Rams have have, have hit the mat and come back up very quickly from their rebuild. I think that because they have all their picks and they have a ton of cap space again because they they shed everything very quickly. I think the Rams are going to be closer to the Niners next year than people would anticipate right now. Mm. Interesting to hear Jeff say that, considering you are Mr. Same old sorry-ass Rams. Yes, that's correct. Well, they will still lose two games to the 49ers next year. Okay. At least well. at least two games to the 49ers <laughs> next year. <laughs> okay. Chill out. I don't need a monkey paw curling. At least two games they will lose to the 49ers <laughs> next year. Oh. They will lose two games to the 49ers this year. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Matt, Matt Stafford comes into uh comes into what Santa Clara. So yeah, actually... the big bell bottom in Santa Clara, California, yeah. baby. Yeah, Matt Stafford comes into the big bell bottom and goes 28 for 36 for 348 and four touchdowns. And then he takes a ride on the big roller coaster you can see right outside the stadium. For he sure. Goes, he's, def- he's, he's definitely going to do Well, he probably, he might actually, because he's got three daughters. Yeah. Oh, man. Could you imagine? It's a night game, and he's like, oh, yeah, let me pop over to Great America. Let me take my kids on some roller coasters, and I'm going to break your defense in half. At that There'd probably be nothing more Matthew Stafford. That's true. Um, all right, so about this game, uh, you start uh, Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. You, do you start DJ Moore? Yeah, I think so. Cole Komet? No. All right, and that's it. I don't don't even talk to me about the running backs. No, yeah, Cole Komet is uh, he's my tight end sit of the week. Um, check out Star Set Article Football30.com. Um, but yeah, he the Cardinals have fixed their tight end issues. They're not they're not the tight end sieve anymore. They're number four against tight ends this year. So. With Komet questionable and him being the clear second option in the passing game, I don't care for it. Fair enough. All right. I think I have... Uh, you picked I've, the Bears, right? No, you no, picked I the picked, Cardinals. I picked the Cardinals. Despite Waleed. Yes, uh, that's exactly why I did it, was despite Waleed. I, I am picking the Bears. Yeah, I you, don't... You used your brain. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it, but my brain is telling me that the Bears are better, so I have to pick them. Yeah. All right, Cowboys Dolphins. Uh, your um, I'm not sure actually. If it's banger the, Banger Alert of the week. Yeah, I actually I'm not sure if the game of the week, the the America's game of the week. I'm not sure if it's this or Cardinals Browns. I gotta double check. The Cardinals um, Browns, a game that is not happening. <laughs> oh, Cardinals Bears. 
son of a bitch. My joke fell flat because I fricked it up. I forgot this wasn't a Patreon. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cowboys Dolphins uh, banger alert is correct. Um, I would say, let me ask you this. Is there another good game on Sunday? Because mm. Sunday. Yeah, pro- Jack, Jack's Buccaneers will be a good game. Yeah, that'll be a good game. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, uh, And Lions-Vikings could be a good one. Uh, Colts-Falcons high on, uh, what was it? You, the Bozo, the Bozometer? The Bozometer? Bozometer, yeah. That, Bozo-meter. that was, that was my, uh, my last guest appearance on TH Fantasy was called yeah. Bozometer. Yeah, Colts-Falcons high Bozometer po- po- uh, possibility. Absolutely. the high, I would say the highest Bozometer possibility this week. Hmm. Man, that's tough. There are a lot of Bozo teams right now. Uh, maybe Bengals-Steelers. Jets commies is another option. They're just, they're such bozos that I don't even know if they register anymore. <laughs> like Bengals Steelers and AFC North matchup with two backup quarterbacks. I think that's my bozo meter pick of the week. Yeah, that could also be like Bengals Steelers. That could also be like a 13 to 14 game. Like that could just be oh, yeah. a slog. But yeah, it could be nasty, nasty work. But like in any case, I, I think it. it Regardless of whether it's a high-scoring stupid game or a low-scoring stupid game, it's going to be a stupid game. Yeah, um, but yeah, a uh, lot of there's a good amount of bozo matchups this week. But you're right, only one banger. Banger alert: uh, Cowboys and Dolphins. Um, they will be uh, working together to be bang bros. Wait, hold on. Tyron Smith, uh, mom, I hope you don't listen to the podcast still. Uh, Tyron Smith is set to be on the sideline for the Cowboys after being listed as doubtful, according to Pro Football Talk. Zach Martin, uh, Valami Fahoko, Malik Hooker, and uh, Matt Let's Go are all questionable. Jonathan Hankins is out as well for the Cowboys. For the Dolphins, uh, Tyreek Hill, Elijah Campbell, Liam Eikenberg, Javon Holland, Xavier Howard, Austin Jackson, Manny Ogba, Cam Smith, are all questionable. Robert Hunt is ruled out. Uh, Rip Fat Man Touchdown Boy. Um, all right. Walker, you want to know about uh, a tight end in this matchup. And I'm yeah. guessing it's Durham Smythe. I don't want to know anything about him, to be honest with you. Couldn't care less. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, Durham Smythe, more like uh, Durham Shite. Dang. Can he? Can he say that? I don't know. I mean, they haven't they haven't arrested me yet, so it's perfectly legal. Um, start Jake Ferguson. Um, yeah, ASAP Ferguson should probably be in your lineup. Uh, I'm ranking him ninth this week. Um, yeah, largely getting targets this year. Miami middling matchup. This is a game where Dallas is going to have to score points to keep up. You yeah, know, highest over yeah. highest over under the week. Yeah, that's the point that I was going to make. Highest over under the week. Uh, game that's highly likely to blow past that over under if things go a certain way. Yeah, I mean, think think about the fact that if it finishes twenty seven twenty four, that's over. Yeah. So, so probably going to happen. Yeah. Also, I think they were selling out to get Mostert the twenty touchdowns last week. I think they're going to be a little bit more balanced this week around the goal. Line. Oh, wrong team. Sorry, Jake Ferguson. I, I was thinking about the scoring and I went straight into uh, tight ends. Uh, maybe start Durham Smythe is my point. Sorry, Jake Ferguson. Um, he is, I think the Brandon Cooks blip there seems to be over. 
Um, he's he's okay, but he's not like taking over games somewhat like he used to. CeeDee Lamb's going to get his. Tony Pollard, not great around the goal line. Rico Dowdle, just a dude. Um, so I think Jake Ferguson is going to be getting red zone targets this week. And, a, and the highest over-under of the week that we both agree feels like it's going to go over that over-under. Um, so I would say, yeah, Jake Ferguson is a very solid start this week. Is he must-start? No. Because like there are guys like Najoku, who, uh, Trey McBride, who have leaped out of the blob. But I would safely say he's at the he, top of the blob this week. He, he is a probable start. Yeah. So, so I think you can start him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, for your other Cowboys, I I, I don't think you can bench Dak here. Um, no. Can't bench Pollard. Too many touches. Uh, obviously, you're playing Lamb. I don't think you're playing any of the other Dallas receivers. I don't think so either. Um, Rico Dattle is a very cute glory play. Uh, but it will don't, not work out. For don't you. do that. All right. My question was, uh, we have a lot of we've had a lot of down games for him recently. Um, can we start Tua Tungo Vailoa this weekend on the uh, Miami Dolphins on the other side? It's at home and Tyreek's back, so I'm firing him up. That was basically going to be my point, which is going to be uh, I will not. We're, the episode is running long because we're doing typical Jeff and Walker bullshit where we just go off into other tangents. Um, I was gonna I was gonna bring up a bunch of stats about how Tua has been struggling lately, and then I was gonna say exactly what you said, Walker. But it doesn't matter because he is at home with with Tyreek Hill. Cowboys got blown out last week, by the way. So they're not a team that scares me on the road. Their their road record is not great. Their record against winning opponents not great. I would and say, yet, and yet Jeff picking the Cowboys, but he's changing it. No, oh. to the Miami Dolphins, baby. Miami oh. Dolphins. I he forgot went, that I needed Lee to. Corso. He went Lee Corso on him. That's right. I, uh, I, um, give me that turban. I'm going with the Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I also forgot that I needed to uh, will some losses into the atmosphere. Just to give the Niners uh, oh, yeah. more wiggle room. Uh, uh, have, have you seen, uh, speaking of uh, stupid tweets, um, oh, God, no, I might have forgotten what I was th- saying. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see what Charles Barkley said about uh, since he went to Auburn about Alabama? No. He said he'd rather root for Afghanistan than Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Barkley rules. He's so funny. Yeah, he's so he's- funny. He's awesome. I love I love uh, Chuck. Also, uh, a an ally. Yeah, tra- trans ally, uh, Charles Barkley. Yeah, <laughs> I everybody had that panic in that video where he's like, "If you are transsexual, I have something to say to you." With that thick accent, everybody's like, "Oh no!" And then he's like, "You're you're you're beautiful," or whatever he said. I like, love you. Like, I love you. Yeah. yeah. You you <laughs> be like, yourself, and like he's Woo! very he's very clearly like drunk off his ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like <gasps> okay oh no okay okay, yeah. okay everything uh, oh no oh no oh no oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah All my right. guy <laughs> uh dolphins you're starting uh everybody yeah pretty much i mean even even though i'm a little lower on jalen waddle you still gotta play him um it's very then, specific situations where you don't right and then uh yeah the only the only one of the main guys i would say you could probably get away with not playing is a chan because the touches just aren't really there right now. He's still not a hundred percent, I don't think. And so they're really leaning on Mostert, but 
I mean, if you want to play him, I get it. He's super explosive. So, you know, that I think one, they're, yeah, I think they're keeping a Chan in reserve and like true reserve, like, like, um, Hey, we can win without this guy. Now we are going to need him in the postseason. We've already seen how he can take over games. So I think they're just keeping him, keeping him fresh, like keeping him like, you don't want to have him not getting touches, but I, I, but again, he only needs one touch to score a touchdown. You know, one touch, he could have 14 fantasy points. Yeah. Because he gets an 80 yard touchdown. So, all right. um, Let's move on to Patriots Broncos Sunday night football. Uh, Injuries in this one Jabril Peppers, Juju Smith Schuster, Ramondre Stevenson all out. Christian Barmore, Jawan Bentley, Trent Brown, Hunter Henry, Anthony Jennings, Jonathan Jones, Connor McDermott, Matt Slater, Jelani Tavai are all questionable. I hate the Patriots uh, because of their long questionables every week. For the Broncos, Nick Benito, Greg Dulcich, and Alec Palzuski are all out. Um, Walker, I'm making a proposal. This is a double free space game. Are we? Uh, I'm down. We already talked about Zeke. You're starting Zeke, uh, running back 19 for Walker. That's right. No, back end running back two. You can't start Zeke. Pop Douglas. Do we start Pop Douglas? Uh. Probably not. I feel, not. I feel like not. Pop Douglas is uh, hanging out with Michael Wilson. Absolutely, he is. 100%. Yeah. All right. Uh, Hunter Henry, if he plays. He's been yes. kind of in a, yeah, he's been on a tear the last couple of weeks. He's been scoring, he's been scoring touchdowns, but they haven't been fluky because he's been their only red zone weapon. Yeah. Zappy clearly likes him. Yeah. Um, he's been giving him more targets, more work in the red zone than Mac Jones was. So, and Denver is not good against tight ends. So I, I think definitely you can play Hunter Henry. Okay. I agree. I think that he is, oh, here, Hunter Henry or Jake Ferguson. Well, they're back to back. Um, I'd probably go with Henry. Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to go Ferguson just because I think if you want to use the over under as a tiebreaker, I totally get that. That's <laughs> literally what I a, was going to say. <laughs> this is a 34 and a half point over under. So I definitely understand. We are talking the highest over a tight end and the highest over under versus a tight end and literally the lowest over under of the week. So that is true, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hmm. um, I, I don't think you I don't think either is a bad decision. Go with your gut. So yeah. whichever you prefer. All right. Other side. Um, um, Javante Williams. Yeah, that. Is he in that group, that 19 to yes. 28 group? Yes, absolutely. He's right in the middle of it. Um, not a guy you're really excited about playing right now, but probably somebody you're backed into playing. Yeah. Um, remember when he was a bell cow and everybody was losing their mind and it was two games and then he went back to not being a bell cow like he's always been in his whole career? Going back to college? Yeah, that was crazy when he had like two games where he had 50 carries between them and <laughs> yeah. then that just stopped again. He had two. He had 50 carries in those two games and then he had... 13 touches the next game. <laughs> All right. Uh, Javante Williams, uh, maybe. Uh, Russell Wilson. No. I agree. Uh, Cortland Sutton. Yeah. I agree. All right. Next game. No more injury reports because it's Monday. We're going all pure vibes. Raiders Chiefs. Raiders 6-8. Chiefs 9-5. Chiefs 10-point favorites. 41.5 point over under. Uh, Raiders fresh off of spanking the hell 
out of the Chargers. Also, they're a terrible team. Um, mm-hmm. Devon, it's, it's a triple free space. I forgot the third one. Javante, or Devante, well, Jesus Christ, Jeff. Devante Adams. Yes. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Yes. Uh, the law firm of Jacoby and Myers. No. All right. I agree on all three, and there's nothing else worth talking about on that team. Uh, let's talk about Patrick Mahomes. Mike's question, is he top eight? Not only is he top eight, but I think he's top four. Yeah. Mike with a classic hater move. Yeah, Mike, Mike not really believing in Mahomes, which I understand. I mean, he's had a rough statistical season in comparison to what he usually does. Mm-hmm. But he pretty much always dominates the Raiders. And his only good game recently was also against the Raiders. <laughs> so I'm going to go with he's going to play well against the Raiders. Yeah, it's like he's been struggling, but he also understands he's the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. He has to destroy the Raiders. That's right. It's just a thing that has to happen. Uh, yeah, Raiders 298-2 uh, last time he played against him. I, last week uh, against the Patriots, 305-2. He did have two picks. I think that him realizing that, oh, shit, I do have another guy I can throw to that's not Travis Kelsey uh, in Rasheed Rice. I think that's helping him. Um, so I think he's very clearly top eight. I think, yeah, like I'm with Walker. He's going to smash. Uh, Rasheed Rice, has he moved into must-start territory? Yes, absolutely. All right. Isaiah Pacheco uh, is looking like he's going to be back in this one. Um, if he's he plays, yeah, he's off the injury report. I'm just saying, barring some sort of setback, because we have seen it before. Um, when he plays, you're playing him. Top 15 guy? Yeah, I'm at 14. 14. All right, perfect. And then uh, Jarek McKinnon, I feel like, is a desperation play. It's a, it's December, baby. Let's do this thing. Yeah, it's a hope for a touchdown play. He had two last week. He did. Aspects. One of them was a passing touchdown somehow. That's right. That's right. Um, and then this Travis Kelsey fella. I think you should probably play him. I've heard he's good. I think – is Travis Kelsey above the blob blocker? Look, look, they might come after me for this. <laughs> they don't want to hear it, folks. Uh, they might. I might have to go into witness protection, but I do think that Travis Kelsey's blah blah blah. I do. Wow, you heard it here first, folks. You know what's really funny is I don't have Travis Kelsey anywhere, and I've just been listening to the fantasy Twitter rhetoric about Travis Kelsey. And I'm like, this is a like this isn't a Travis Kelsey season. But if the tight end was on my roster, I wouldn't be worried. Like, I wouldn't be worried. People are freaking out. But it's like, last week, bad game. Still had 7.8 fantasy points. Week before that, 6 for 83, 4 for 81, 6 for 91, 7 for 44, and a touchdown. It's like, yeah, dude, Travis Kelsey, still good. People freaking out about nothing. Um, Not Dynasty tight end one. Probably not the tight end, Dynasty, or the redraft tight end one next year either. Uh, we'll see. Walker. The dynasty and redraft tight end one might be the same player next year. It could be. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's clearly like he, he's taken a slight step back this year. Yeah. But he still has 85 for 924 and five. <laughs> yeah. He's, and he's still going to have a thousand, on the yeah. season. So, I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah, it's it's uh it's going to be that that stupid argument that we had a few years ago where it's like Travis Kelsey, arguably the biggest bust in fantasy football because he's the tight end one, but not by as much as I wanted him to be. Yeah, shut up, Frank. <laughs> I was not going to say his name. That is who I was talking about. 
Um, all right. Uh, yes, Travis Kelsey, a point ahead of TJ Hawkinson at tight end, too. So still a difference maker. All right. We both got the Chiefs win in this one. Um, oh, I forgot last game. I'm, we both, both got the Denver up, I'm Broncos. pulling out the TJ Glockinson. Yay. <laughs> all right. Giants, Eagles. Giants, 5-9. Eagles, 10-4. and four. Philly, 12-point favorites. 42.5 point over-under. Um, free space for the Giants. Saquon. Yeah. You starting him? Yeah, you're still playing him. No other job. Oh, Darren Waller. I don't want to. No, don't do it. Um, I am I am forced to start Darius Slayton in one league, but again, I'm already eliminated, so it doesn't matter. I stared at Darius Slayton to, for the sleeper article long and hard this week. I was like, targets, good matchup. And I was like, but it's Tommy Cutlets who got sacked seven times last week. I don't, I don't, I don't think you start Darren Waller. Um, how funny would it be if the Eagles lost this one? Really funny. Incredibly funny. Like um, maybe, maybe the funniest result of the season if that happened. That would be incredibly funny. It would All probably of, take, it would probably take over from uh, Arizona twenty-eight, Dallas sixteen. <laughs> that is wild. I still don't know how that happened because that was like what week three. Week three, we're, yes. Week three, we we're like, are the Cardinals good? I was like, oh no. No, then, no, they just played a good game. Yeah, and then we we're like, are the Cowboys bad? And like, no. No, they're not bad, but sometimes they are. Yeah, that's the exact. They're not bad, but sometimes they're really bad. That's right. Um, all right, Walker, your question is about uh, running back, uh, a man formerly close to your heart, DeAndre Swift. Yes. Uh, should we play him? I don't know what the Giants' run defense looks like, honestly. Hold on. It's, it's there. I have not regarded the Giants all year long except for going, hey, I'm getting sacked over here. As, uh, I mean, hey, that, that's that been the most fun part of the Giants' season somehow. Yeah. So. Giants 12th against running backs, uh, 10th in the last five weeks. Uh, yeah, you can start DeAndre Swift. Down week last week, but he'll bounce back. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, I still in most cases, I think you're playing him. Um, I mean, like I would start, like I would start Saquon over him, but I wouldn't start like going back to it again, David Montgomery over him. I mean, that's, that's entirely fair. We talked about David Montgomery has, he's taken a backseat to Gibbs at this point. Yes. The run game there is so prolific that he's still getting productive games. Mm-hmm. But he's very, 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 very clearly not even the 1B anymore. He's taken a No, clear, I think he's still the 1B. I think he's taken a clear backseat to Jameer Gibbs. But he's still so good at it that I in his his lesser touches, lesser number of touches, he's still doing very well. But he's not really getting less touches is the thing. He's he's not getting less touches than Gibbs. He's just getting the lower value touches. Okay, I guess that's 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 a more fair way to put what I'm trying to say. It's they don't they don't rely on him as much as the yeah and and I'm saying that in an incredibly poor way they're not relying on him as much as they're relying on Gibbs yeah Gibbs is getting the high leverage touches for sure correct because yeah. he's the more talented player I mean I look Minnesota's defense is not bad and I have Jameer Gibbs ranked RB five this week yeah okay also I mean, they they literally said on the broadcast last week when there when it was against the Broncos on NFL Network. Like mm-hmm. after his first carry, uh, Sean Payton, the the color commentator was like, "Yeah, Sean Payton." When we talked to him, said, uh, "Jameer Gibbs is Chris Johnson." 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw. I remember that. Yeah. And I, was, I compare. I mean, a b- bunch of people were comparing him to Alvin Kamara. I compared him to Jamal Charles. It's like, what's the common denominator between these three guys? Well, one, they all have dreads. And two, they're all really goddamn good. Yeah. They're all like three of the top 20 running backs of the last 20 years. I was going to say 10 of the last decade. And then I stopped myself because I wasn't sure. But because uh, I don't remember how long CJ2K was ago. That was more than a decade. Uh, I think 2008 was his 2K season, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we got to go 20 years. I'm getting old. And then I'm realizing that Jamal Charles prime was also more than 10 years ago. Walker, barely. 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 Like, but still over 10 years. Yeah. Uh, this this slow march of time. I yeah. The, pa- the passage of time. Very bad. Very nasty. <laughs> we don't like it. Hate it a lot. Not a fan. Um, all right. I would also like to say I said Swift had a down game last week. I did double check. That was two weeks ago. That's what I meant. Um, going against the Cowboys. I did have a good week last week. All right. Uh, rest of the Eagles. You're starting everybody. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You start Hurts. You start both the receivers. I, Goddard is a consideration, but I still think in most scenarios you're playing him. Okay. Uh the guys that we're talking about, Jake Ferguson, Hunter Henry, are they ahead or behind of, of uh, Dallas Goddard? Just ahead. Just ahead. Okay, so he is blob right now. He's, yeah, I would I would call him high blob. High blob. All right. Um, what is high he? High blob, uh, I'm Drix. <laughs> I was going somewhere else, which was, what is he, a, a fat guy after going to the dispensary? Ooh, folks, folks. me. That's me. <laughs> that's, that's me. That's me. Uh, Ravens 49ers, uh, uh, game of the week. Big, big time banger alert. I mean, this is like a double banger. I mean, yeah. come on. They, um, around the NFL, they said this is the first time that the two teams with the best record in the league played each other in December since 1989. <laughs> <laughs> so Ravens Niners, both teams 11 and three Niners, five and a half point favorites. Too big. Yeah, Too I think big. I'm picking the Niners to win, but I do think the Ravens cover that. Yeah, I think so as well. 46 and a half point over under. I'm going to be shitting my pants because they are going to rely on Jake Moody late in the game. And I am going to be so mad. I think that is something that will happen. All right, Walker, your question is, uh, do we start Zay Flowers? Yeah, and I mean, I I think this is a real boom bust call and it depends on your situation. I mean, like you said earlier, if you faced like Puka, you know, you had you faced Safford, something like that. um, Or even Chris Olave, who had a great game. Like, you feel like you need a big boom game, then I think Zay Flowers is a good option because San Francisco can be beat down the field. Um, the problem is that Zay has largely been used near the line of scrimmage this season, mm-hmm. and that's not the weak point of the San Francisco defense. So I personally would not be super excited about playing Zay Flowers, but... He's still ahead of like your Pop Douglas, Michael Wilsons, but behind your Seahawks receivers, Drake London, Amari Cooper. I think he slides into the role where we regarded Gabe Davis earlier in the year. He's a wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. You're going to get either two or 17 fantasy points from him. Yeah, I he think- goes about it in a lot different of a way. But and, I'm just, and I would say his floor is higher. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he definitely. I, I think you could call him a boom bust wide receiver three right now, mm-hmm. and that would be accurate. Wouldn't have been accurate earlier in the season, but right now, especially in this matchup, 
it's tough to predict because of his usage, you know. He he is clearly the number one receiver on the team, and he's probably going to get the most targets. But he hasn't been super effective lately, and uh, he's just I don't know it, what where he's usually used isn't like I said it's not the weak point of the 49ers defense. So like I, like I say, if I if I'm deciding between Zay Flowers and like Jackson Smith and Jigba, I'm going with JSN. If I'm deciding between Zay Flowers and Michael Wilson, I'm going with Zay Flowers. Yeah, that's entirely fair. Um, what about Gus Edwards? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people are making hay about how um, Amari DiCardo and um, James Connor, Con- yeah. James Connor ran all over him last week, um, and they're like, "Oh, but can the Ravens do that?" Um, maybe. Maybe. I think it really comes down to the 49ers didn't have Javon Hargrave or Eric Armstead last week. And we're not sure if they're going to be playing this week. So I think that that makes all the difference in the world. I think with them at least banged up, I would say Gus has a good enough chance to score a touchdown that I'm fine putting him in the flex Mm -hmm. and hoping for that touchdown. Uh I don't expect that this is going to be like a super efficient, you know, high yardage game for him, but I could definitely see like 55 yards and a touchdown. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like uh, uh, when we were learning what Gus Edwards could be, what he was earlier in the year, we're like, oh, he's just getting every single touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like Gus Edwards is, you know, what if Jerome Ford had a better chance of scoring a touchdown? Yeah, that's that's entirely fair. Um, you're starting Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um, Walker just ran through the wide receivers. You're starting Isaiah likely with the understanding that he will probably have a lower ceiling um, than you would normally expect just because, um, like Walker said, uh, the 49ers, very strong up and around the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Um, they can get beat downfield, not really where they have likely go too often. Yeah, he made a nice catch down the field last week, but mostly he's kind of between the numbers, you know, standard tight end usage. Yeah. Um, he is athletic, so um, yeah. not the not the greatest RAS in the world, but he plays fast. Mm-hmm. So I could see him getting behind for like a 25-yard catch or something like that, but other than that, it's probably going to be a lot of underneath stuff. Yeah, and I think, um, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, Isaiah likely is a... Uh, oh, 6'4", 240. Okay. I was thinking he was a relative short king. He is kind of a short king for tight end because there's a lot of 6'6 six, six tight ends, so that would drive down his RAS as well. Um, so I think, yeah, you're starting likely. You're just kind of expecting a lower ceiling for him. Uh, what about on the other side on the Niners? Um, are we benching anybody? Because this offense has been absolutely humming uh, since they got everybody back. Debo, Trent Williams. Uh, since they got them back, uh, are we benching anybody that we would normally be starting? I don't think you can. I really don't. I mean, the Niners offense has been too good lately. You've been rolling with these guys. I mean, th- these are the guys who got you here. I think you dance with who brung you. Yeah. And I think there's also the, the situation where they have, like they got kicked around by the Browns. Um, but they were missing key players. Um, they've answered the call for every other good defense that they've played this year. And like you said, they those are the guys who brought you. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, if you if, if you lose your fantasy matchup because Debo Samuel goes two for 26 and three rushes for seven yards. You'll live with that. It's went, Debo Samuel. He right, got you went there. you went down with the ship. So, I mean, yeah, it's, exactly. It is what it is. It's hard to win fantasy championships. I you're getting way too cute if you're benching your 49ers this week. I agree. So uh, on that note, go Niners. They're going to smash the Ravens 37 to 12. Not really. I'm going to go 24 to 20 Niners. Mm, 24, 20 Niners. I'm going to say 28, 24 Niners. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Yeah. This spread is too big. It's too wide. It's begging people. It's begging people to put money on the Niners. It's it's too big and wide. Too big and too wide. That's right, folks. On that note, it sounds that that reminds me of my dick. (laughs) Uh, Too big and too good. Uh, What was it? Too what and too wide? Too 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 big and too wide. Yes. All right. Episode title: uh, Big and good, comma too big and too wide. All right. That's good an luck. Episode title. <laughs> All right. Good luck in your fantasy uh, semifinals. We'll be back next week to talk the finals. Uh, next, week, next week, also our last review episode. Uh, we're going to be switching to once a week after that. Let's go, baby. That uh, sounds like my sex life. Am I right? Thanks for listening. Take care and have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Bye.